0: Hello and welcome to Hotline Link, episode 193, Groups is Done Edition. And boy, did everything go according to plan. I think everybody could have predicted how all these games would go. And, you know, it's just like what we've been saying for the past couple weeks on this show. Uh, it's all all expected. Everything is fine. Uh, and yeah, no, uh, this coverage, this show, is brought to you by Alienware. And Mountain Dew Game Fuel, we thank them so much for sponsoring the show. But now, let me go to my constant co-host Mark Zimmerman, who just woke up. How's it going, Mark?
1: I did not wake; just wake up. I took a still one sleeping. and a half hour nap at one thirty to about three. Um, I'm feeling great. Like you said, surprised that at the end of the day, when you when you step back, a lot of what happened happens every time there's a worlds. Almost yes. <laughs> it was only C nine getting out. Uh China having a couple chokers who look terrible. Uh LCK dominating group stage, like it's actually kind of uh kind of expected.
0: Yeah. People tiebreakers
1: people... going Europe's way, NA failing tiebreakers.
0: We have a frequent frequent caller uh who was in the Twitch chat before this and she was like no Skyella. and she was like, Oh my gosh, uh the like it was this was like so exciting. This was like the best worlds ever and uh i was like when did you start watching and she said 2019 i was like ah yes so for anybody who started in 2019 or later north america getting a team out of groups this is sh- shocking and just never happens and uh this time around you know for the rest of us it does as, as crazy as it is i think a lot of people did not predict that this would go this is mark and i were talking about this um earlier when we were watching the games together it's like if you had just averaged out all the worlds Uh, And how things normally go down throughout since like 2014 or whatever you would probably end up with a result of like C9 gets out Europe gets maybe one team out LCK looks great and then one of uh, LPL's biggest names like bombs out in an embarrassing way and here we are and you get one well you get two Western teams a bunch of Korean teams and some lpl teams so uh that's not to say that the games today weren't great or that the groups weren't great it's just it is it is funny how uh i think freak on the broadcast said something like the more things change the more they stay the same and i feel like that's a great way of of talking about this well our guest this week can talk about things from both a european and north american perspective which is perfect uh because we have ender for the first time ever on the show how's it going ender
2: oh yeah it's going great you know i'm uh I'm awake. First of all, I usually you, you'd ask me to do this show before, and it would just be at like 4 a.m. for Europe. I'm like, what? No. You've been like living
0: this- in America for like six months, and I've asked you to do this show so many times.
2: Yeah, but those other that was because I didn't want to. But today I want to.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Now, usually you had some some reason. I think uh, I even asked you. I think right before plans, and you were like, no, I'm trying to force my sleep schedule to to change. So that is true. Yes. But uh, I don't know, what, what has it been like for you watching Worlds and getting to enjoy it without having to be... I, I'm sure you would have loved to have been on the broadcast, but you also just got to enjoy it as a fan in some way. Uh, so I, what, what has that experience been like for you?
2: Well, first of all, stress-free, which is very nice, because Worlds is usually a very stressful time if you're actually working on the show. Um, and drama-free as well, which is very, very nice. Also, it was just it was fun to watch the games because I kind of got to turn my brain off a lot of the time and like not be freaking out about like what the teams are actually doing. I could just like appreciate a complete fiesta game uh and not feel like I had to, you know, watch for all the
0: minutiae of it. So,
2: it was, it was it was enjoyable. Like the games today, I was like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" But it was fun.
0: Andrew, did you yeah. listen to Kobe and Vettius casting? Uh like the the TL and Mad Lions games? I, I did, yes. <laughs> I just felt like it was so funny to me. And I, I didn't see a Reddit thread yet or anything like that. But it was just so funny to me how you could tell how much both of those people wanted certain results to go through. Uh, and this is not me trying to start like a, oh my gosh, biased casting. I think it's fine and in fact somewhat enjoyable. But the sort of the tension underneath the cast for both of those were were hilarious. Um,
2: I'm going to be honest. So I thought in the, um, what was it? The C9, uh was the C9 match um, where they and, were trying to get out?
1: Uh, Rogue?
2: I'm trolling. Yeah, C9 Rogue. I actually thought that Vettius was reverse biased. He was like hyping up everything C9 did, even though I was like, I'm not sure if it was that great. But he was like going out of his way to make it not be biased for for Rogue or anything. So I actually thought I always, I I think it's funny because I actually did the same thing last year when I was casting like Team Liquid versus Mad Lines and in play-ins, where I was just like overly hyping the NA team just so people wouldn't call me biased, and it worked.
0: Yeah,
1: I I don't know. I think I think today especially because it was the longest day it was nine games. Towards the end, I think you could just hear like them let the other person have extra space so like when Mad's popping off, Kobe's just quiet and like when Team Liquid was popping off, Is Vettius was just quiet. They're just like, yeah. Fine, you, you, you take the hype. I don't give a fuck.
0: The moment after the game was done uh, whenever Mad Lions made it through after Team Liquid had already been eliminated and Kobe, they cut cut, but cut back to the caster desk and Kobe is like, well, oh, they did it. It happened. Uh, really thought that we would be you know, both uh, feel it the same way right now, Veneus, or we'd both be commiserating. I think he said commiserating together. Yeah. Uh, and Vedius is like, you got cloud nine out or whatever. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> it's actually so good. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's It probably is, I guess, uh, an interesting experience for you to get to just sit back and enjoy
1: all this stuff. So,
0: yeah, it's been good. Uh, Mark, how about you? How, what has worlds been like for you the schedule i mean everything.
1: you would you would largely know we fucking sit in discord calls playing genshin impact and pretending we're watching the games
0: that's not always the case we didn't do that at all this weekend i did it Sometimes for the I'm team Playing
1: team fight tactics
0: <laughs> you, Or you're playing team fight tactics mark what are you saying
1: what oh were... i was just saying um i mean this weekend though because i ashley's home but like today we we tried to avoid watching the Team Liquid games so we would avoid jinxing them and all we would do is say how fucking terrible NA is as a region so we we didn't we didn't j- ow, bro.
0: Just so everybody knows, Mark has just been attacked by his animal that so many people think I should get. That was literally an attack right now. And it's just, just how it shows just
1: love. Jumped up where I uh, I wasn't ready That's for it. Anyways, um. Yeah, we were just shitting on Team Liquid, and we just be like don't watch the game. Fuck them, they're trash. It doesn't matter. BDD is just gonna shit on them. Let's just keep playing Genshin Impact, yeah. and it almost worked. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, I I here I'm gonna say this on Hotline League. I was thinking about how to do this, but I feel like this is the safest place for me to say this because I I want to both mention this to my audience without it becoming a thing where it like breaks out onto social media and all that stuff. But I want to apologize because my coverage of worlds especially in comparison to previous years has been incredibly lackluster um because (coughs) the the basically just been getting hard declined like more and more i think i've talked about this in previous years but it's so hard to get interviews now than it used to be i went back and checked so in 2018 i got 33 interviews uh with players even more if i count like I don't know other other folks or whatever but 33 players with interviews between groups and quarters and in this same space i think i might have gotten like eight uh because they now don't even do interviews after quarters uh fanatic this is not me trying to start shit or calling anyone out as just an example uh but fanatic didn't do any player interviews to my understanding to my limited understanding In post games, obviously, we were able to have whip on rift reaction, but they were basically just having their coaches do it Which is really interesting because in some ways it's a violation of the rule set Uh, But either way, it's It's been interesting to see I mean, there were just times where like In the North American media discord We'd just be told like two of the teams that are playing On one of these these final days just declined all North American media So it's just it's really tough uh, if, if, you know, before anybody who hates me or whatever comes out and it's like, well, that's cause Travis sucks or whatever. Sure. Maybe I suck, but this was a pretty widespread issue that affected, I think a lot of North American media and, and just a lot of people. So it was just, so I don't know
1: to, to, to hop in and defend media a little bit. I know not all of them are great. I know, you know, there's always like the Reddit communities like, look at these dumb questions that people are asking and people say, oh, well, the players just lost. Of course they don't want to do the interview. It's like, of course they don't want to do the interview. You still should and need to because this is at the end of the day an entertainment product and that is a huge portion of the entertainment. Um, is the human element and how people are feeling and experiencing the losses and, and, you know, going through their, like the entire point is to connect with your fans. And so to just not do that part of the job is not good. <laughs> and I don't care that the players are tired or unhappy. I, in their position, would feel the exact same way but that's also, like, part of the job. And so when it doesn't get done, I, I mean, you can point fingers at who you want to point, at, point them to. But that's a, that is a problem.
0: Uh, two, two things I'm seeing in chat. Some people are saying they're fine with Fnatic. I, look, obviously, I'm on the media side. so I, But like, Wouldn't
1: you want to hear this? Are you kidding me? You don't want to get a microphone in front of those guys and be like, what the fuck is the team atmosphere right now? Are you kidding me? That's exactly not to mention, what I like, want to know
0: this stuff will happen. Like these are part of the big stories at these events where like you have an emergency sub or whatever. So just being like doing, having shutting off all access to the team in those moments, I think is, I don't know. It's, it's annoying to me because right. has a rule in the world's rule book that says that you have to have three players and, or three coaches and players. So some combination, but three individual people after every, um, after every game, do interviews sorry, sorry after the end of their last game of the day or whatever like once a day you have to do all this stuff and uh riot seemed to just allow them to break that rule or didn't enforce it because they were just having coaches do the interviews instead and like i i don't know I in traditional sports there's all sorts of crazy shit that happens and then you still have uh players get access or have you know have access to players and stuff so I mean, I've talked about this stuff for years, and so I'm not going to harp on it for too long, but uh, it's always just disappointing to me. Um, you know, Fnatic is probably the most popular team that was at the event, and I'm not trying to even single them out because, like, RNG, I think, was doing the bare minimum, which is, like, three interviews a day for some of the days at the very least, and I don't know. I don't have complete visibility on all this stuff because there's not, like, a complete transparency um, from, from Riot and the teams on... Who, who, which teams are doing what and who they're accepting and all that stuff. But uh, it is like, like, oh, so the, uh, this will just lead me to the final thing I'll say is somebody in the chat said something like, uh, can't wait to have Travis live at Worlds next year. It's in the US. I probably will want to go just for the sake of going. But whenever it's like, do should I fly to, let's say, New York for groups, if it's in groups and spend a bunch of money for myself and a video person and there's just days where I'm getting no interview access or whatever. It's just, it makes it so tough. And, uh, I dunno, it's been this way for years. It's gotten worse for years and, uh, it doesn't seem like there's much concern about it. So I don't, I don't know if it'll ever change cause there's a ton of media companies that are just fine losing money, um, because they're startups and all that stuff. But it is, it is an unfortunate thing. Anyway, Peter, Peter Dunn says hope EG qualify. I, with the rumors I'm hearing about off season stuff, I feel like there's a good chance e g does' Because I get the feeling you guys are gonna have a killer team.
1: oh, leak some shit. let's leak some stuff. let's have some yeah. fun.
0: There's nothing yet to leak like the we're really, not we're not still at said. the early stages where there's just rumors and rumblings unless where heard. it's like people start, are start re- a
1: rumor mill.
2: I heard what? that reckless is available <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. wonder perhaps. I'm Damn just dude, saying we got
1: some good sources. Where are you hearing this?
2: Yeah, well, I heard it well. I don't wanna Rarlos Codriguez, potentially. Grabs. He's my uh, he's my inside informant.
0: I am I am very curious to see I don't know. We're this will be the last uh hotline league, I think, before we start the rumor mill and all the, the off season coverage and stuff. So it's really interesting. I the only thing that makes it really tough is like I always feel a little uncomfortable covering this stuff when a team is still in Worlds, like a North American team. And so, like, let's say I hear something about C9, it's like, I feel awkward putting that out there uh, while they're still- Fudge is in chat. He can tell you if
1: it's true or not. This is yeah. the perfect time He's to leave your chat? C9 rumors. Yeah, yeah Fudge has yeah. said nothing I've, to lead. I've heard
0: Fudge is heading to uh, uh, ch- Amateur, actually, down from Academy, down oh. to Amateur. Yeah, that's the, the big rumor. Uh, now, would you have any rumors for us, Fudge? I'd love to hear.
1: Fudge, what was your reaction when you saw Perks take that W back? Did you guys see it in game or was it like you know did did that was something that you hit in vod review?
0: <clears throat> All right, well, Fudge probably no longer going to be in chat. This poor person. He's
3: gone. He's gone.
0: <laughs> this poor man. It's like what t- it's like 4 or 5 in the morning in in Iceland, I think, and uh you're you're trying to
1: I mean, they got out. I would, I would not do this if they if they lost that game. I would never yeah. say that shit. <laughs> he said, didn't see it. Didn't see, didn't see it.
0: There we go. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that's the kind of shit. For, yeah. Like, absolutely, you don't want to tilt your team. So if they ask what happens, you just go, oh, I got caught, you know? No, no. <laughs> Perks, Perks
2: for sure said in comms, it's just the matchup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say, oh, I was out, but then I accidentally took my W back and killed myself.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh. Anyway, uh, we talk about worlds because worlds happen. Enough of my my drama mongering. Uh, we made it out. At least one of our teams did, and so did Europe. Ayo. So we're now equal with Europe, right? NA equals EU. I think is the equation you were putting on Twitter, Mark.
2: I we'll see. I when would they say meet, so. Meet in semis. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So wait, Ender, Ender, if we agree that it's based on progression, well, first off, Ender, where are your allegiances now? Are you you're wearing a Claude Nine hoodie? Are you are you an EU boy still through and through? Where's Where's your heart at? I mean, my allegiances are to
2: whoever gives me free clothes. Honestly. Okay, so you're an um, NA fan right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. I well, the best part is, well, they won't actually meet until finals if I'm reading the bracket right. So I don't have to choose. Yes. until that happens. So. Well, the question
0: I was going to ask is if Cloud9 makes it past uh, quarters and EU doesn't, that that definitely means NA is better than EU, right?
2: Absolutely. I think uh, looking
0: at that bracket, that. I think that's a reasonable thing to say, right? They both have Absolutely. an equal... I
2: mean, they're both playing a Korean team.
0: Yeah, Exactly. exactly.
1: Same. That's just facts. One might have won three straight domestic titles and worlds and msi during yeah, well, that gen run. g
2: also one world so take that it's
0: true
1: true um really argue.
0: okay i don't even know where to begin i think there's just so much stuff we should maybe just dive in to call i mean we can go Callers. like group
1: by group or do you want to go calls or what do you want to i, know, I mean so, so there's no. okay
0: obviously we have the results uh everyone should know the results we don't need to super go over it but there's that um trying to see if there's anything else that we can talk about. I'm sure there's like format there's been a lot of emerging format discussion. Um, specifically I noticed that as soon as as soon as Mad Lions got matched up against Dan One, I saw Shocks immediately tweet that she'd be in favor of a double elimination format. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a conversation starting. Um we talk about all the tiebreaker stuff. I don't know if we want to talk about like the deletion of all chat. Technically it does impact mm. Uh, I think it will impact like, worlds in competitive play, right? Because It
2: will, can... because in Pro View, you won't yes. get to see teams dunk on each
1: other. Yes. It can't be turned on for TR, you don't think? I don't think do... they would never do that. Yeah, yeah.
0: They don't ever. There are never engineering resources that I could tell that are really dedicated to esports. And so I feel like it's just whatever the default is. is the way it goes. Well, I'm
1: just like, how is the chat. You know, like, are they just going to go into the code base and, like, Select and just delete the code for,
2: chat for all chat. It, chat says it doesn't affect customs, which I don't know how you can confirm that already, but
1: okay. I think it's only for matchmaking. Yeah. It's then, only matchmade ones. And we're fine.
0: And, okay, yeah. then we're fine. Um, We don't need to talk about all chat. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe somebody could if they really feel passionate about it. Uh, I guess we haven't done an episode, Mark, since... The first day. So, we did talk about the fanatic stuff, um, but we haven't talked, I guess, about any developments there. I mean, we don't need to get into like Whippo's personal life. I'll leave that for other shows that are a little less classy, but uh, this is a classy show. Uh, but it, if we want to have any other conversations about it, we could talk about Captain Flowers. I want to get an interview with Captain Flowers. If any of you guys are ever in Captain Flowers' chat, I'm going to message him. He's not always great at replying. Maybe he hates me. I don't know. I don't think he does, but. Um, feel free to let him know that I would love to interview him after he's done with groups, uh, which will be tomorrow, right? So, uh, but I am fascinated to see what this experience has been like for him. I don't think there's anything else major that has happened. Besides, I mean, obviously, groups has been major enough for all of it. But is there anything else I'm forgetting, guys? I think that's it. I don't think so. Okay. Um. Well, if that's the case then Mark is already pulling callers right now. Do you wanna explain how the show works, Mark?
1: Yeah, so if you haven't seen the show before or your ender and might not have watched it, uh, the way this show works is that it's a live call-in show. So on Discord, we are going to, I'm make Twitch chat right now with the Discord. If you want, go ahead and join up. Join one of the voice channels when you get here, pub calls, pleb calls two, or sub calls. Go ahead and mute your microphone when you get in there. And then up above in the pleb topics or subtopics text channels, that's where you're gonna go and put your take. You can give predictions for matchups, reflect on the group stage, whatever it is you want to talk about. Um, if I like your topic, I'll pull you from one of those voice channels that you're sitting in, into the waiting room where you will hang out until it's your turn to come on air. We'll do a quick mic check, make sure everything works. And then you'll be here talking with us.
0: And if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being a sub. Uh, really do appreciate it, especially around worlds. This is a good time for me to, uh, try to farm some subs. And so I appreciate it whenever you guys uh, do that. And I'll be trying to do more streams over the next month or so because I, I usually do a lot more during off season whenever there's like roster rumors and all that stuff to, to happen. So uh, maybe that's a good enough reason for you to throw Prime the way. Uh, but make sure that you uh, join the subtopics channel and put your topic in there because it moves a little slower. And we only have four callers in the waiting room right now, so there's still room for people. Because uh, I'm sure there's a lot to talk about over the
1: course. You want to get the uh, first caller? Yeah, go for it.
0: Speaking of subs, thank you to Alien uh, El- for the whole year. Thank you, Blaine, uh, TJ Bruggerman, uh, Mexican Armada, Blaine Blasphemy, Cheval, Corporal Slinky, uh, Atis, Danny Zang, uh, and Daniel N92. Hello, Daniel N92. Good to see you. Thirty-seven months. Uh, Mark should be here with the person in a second. Andrew, you're aware that this is a call-in show, right? I am, yeah. Okay. Um, because you've never been on it. And sometimes people ca- agree to come on the show and they don't understand what they're getting into because they haven't seen it before. I'm aware. So, I've, I've, I've seen some You've popped some up episodes. in the chat. I've seen before. I have, about. yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Our first caller is here. Closer by Tomorrow is here. Where are you calling from?
4: Hey, I'm calling from Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. Hey! Mark's
0: (laughs) neck of the woods. Have you called in before? I have not. Oh, welcome. First time caller. What do you want to talk about on the show?
4: I just wanted to talk about 100 Thieves and how they got the actual group of death uh, since they pulled SKT and SKT pulled up much, much more than anybody thought they were going to. Uh, And then, you know, EDG was also really good. So, I think, you know, they should just really be proud of the way they performed. That, you know, they went three and three. The first game against SKT was kind of bad, but, you know, I feel like there's some jitters. But I think a common theme that I've been seeing with NA teams this year is that, oh, you know, we performed so much better once the pressure was off. And, you know, you see that in prior years too, like with TSM, even though they didn't take a game last year, you know, like they, as soon as they were eliminated, they just started playing infinitely better. And for whatever reason, I think it's like a mental block. I think. You know if NA teams can find a way to channel like their week two energy when they're eliminated in week one things would be better
0: so your take is so actually kind of just to clarify do you think hundred thieves performed well this worlds and like people they, they deserve more credit than they're getting because it was the group of I death or should. yes okay gotcha well, uh, Mark and I are, are often accused of being T haters, so let's throw it to Ender <laughs> to start this. Ender, what did you think of 100 Thieves' performance this world?
2: Uh, I mean, I would say overall, like, 100 Thieves performed basically exactly to expectations. I think that, like, complimenting them for a 3-3 three, three finish in the group is a little bit generous, uh, considering, like, they beat detonation focus me twice which are expected wins against them so i think like for me the overperformance and the thing to be proud of is like beating edward gaming and like fbi and hoofy absolutely murdering viper and mako who are like probably the best bot lane in the world or at the tournament like there's a lot of people that would put them either there in like top two um so i think like yeah i i think 100 thieves can be happy with that win i would say like overall worlds it's like Unlucky, you had to play against these two teams, but I would say overall positive. But let's not overhype the three-three record because of the teams they played.
0: Yeah, I I will just say like I don't I think it is true that they can be really happy with the EDG win. I feel like that's the only thing they can be happy about at this Worlds. Um,
1: well, their first DFM win they turbo smoked them, but the second one was <laughs> it should have been an L.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, I. I agree that they were in a really tough group, but I don't know. Do you guys feel like TL looks better? Well, so I was going to say,
1: I want to ask Ender, did you feel like, even though FPX collapsed, do you think group A was actually easier than group B?
5: Uh,
1: no, I no, no. Group B is
2: for sure easier. Because I mean, you like you have in in Group A, you have four teams that legitimately have a case for making it out, and I think in Group B, you only ever at maximum have three.
1: Yeah, I feel um, like yeah. I feel like the teams in Group A, like C9 was playing better than Hundred Thieves, and Rogue was playing better than DFE DFM, excuse me. So if you swap those two and put them in Group B, I feel like Group B suddenly looks like EDG probably drops more games if they're choking yeah, on yeah, the last sure. day, like, like they kind of were. So. Uh, hundred thieves are dropping games, right? Yeah, well, hundred thieves was was dropping. They didn't they didn't play very well against like SKT. But I they'd think be Mark's EDG. saying like, like Cloud9, like Fpx and EDG better both than choked thieves on their last days. Is what I'm saying. Like hundred thieves, or, excuse me, not hundred thieves. EDG and Fpx both choked on their last days. If you swapped hundred thieves and F uh DFM with the Group A teams in Rogue and C9, I feel like they could have taken games off EDG when EDG was struggling. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. So that's why I feel like it looks like Group B was more dominant, but I think it's just, they couldn't even exploit EDG seriously when EDG was struggling.
0: Yeah, I, I am less, I'm certainly not embarrassed by hundred thieves or anything like that, but I don't feel particularly like thrilled with their performance at this, this worlds, I think. Like they, I'm happy to lump them into like the whole North American portfolio and say like, Hey, this was great. Like we did send three good teams to worlds this year and, or the three strongest we've ever sent, I guess is the way I'd put it, which is what people were saying before. And normally we do have that like clutch or whatever team that's just like bustering down there. And like, that was not the case this year with the three teams that we sent, but I still feel like, look, this was the North American first seed and I don't. I don't know, there's probably a ton of 100 Thieves fans that'll get angry and say, like, like our caller, Uh, feel free to scream at me. I'll don't because it'll... No, I'm a C9 fan.
4: I just feel like 100 Thieves is getting a lot of hate. I mean,
0: I just, I like, I I, I know that T1 and EDG are like tough opponents. I personally just feel like TL and Cloud9 looked better at this event than 100 Thieves did. Maybe it's recency bias because of C9's like final day because certainly there were several days where they didn't look great but i don't know do you, what do you guys think yeah. Mark and i'll say I'm, I'm i'm a little so to
2: be fair i am not like doom scrolling reddit uh like i would normally if i was casting worlds um so i have not seen any of this 100 thieves hate pop up so i'm i'm obviously there, i don't think there is any really that we're seeing that yeah because because like honestly like if you're just looking at expectations i think most people would put the group finishing in exactly this order or Edward Gaming first right it would be like EDG T1 Hundred Thieves never making it out um i so it it's like a little bit surprising cuz again to me i think like actually just winning a game is like oh cool that's better than i would have put for them like yeah. even, even on like
4: one even on like rift reaction and then other people's takes on it where that you know hundred thieves could possibly take a game off of T1 and i think T1 just came up so much better than anybody thought they were going to
0: did they or did EDG just underperform?
4: Because, like I feel like EDG. T one as an SKT T one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is like, did did T one like I am very curious to see what T one looks like and I'd love to hear from Ender and, and Mark about this too. Is like is there a chance that because because going into worlds, everybody was on like the LPL hype train and t1 had looked shaky over the year and all that stuff and so like i get that maybe like people did not have that many expectations for t1 but there's a world here where like t1 had to face a shaky edg that like was part of uh, the lpl group that just did not look that impressive this world so far uh dfm who went 0-6 and then 100 thieves who to mark's point like edg looked shaky on their their last day and like 100t wasn't I don't know, whatever. Um so I I I am very curious to see if if group actually maybe there's there's might there might be a world where the opposite of your take is true. Where group B was not the group of death, in fact group B was kind of the group of life in some ways, and T one looks better than they should because they did not face as strong a competition. Mark sure? and Ender, am I crazy for yeah. saying this?
2: No, I don't think you're kidding. I think so. So the, the weird things are is, like, I would think, like, looking at the tournament, like, afterwards now, like, honestly, Group C is kind of the group of life in, in a way because of the situation with, like, Fnatic. Because, um, like, Group C was never supposed to be Hanwha making it out, in my opinion. Um, like, that was always supposed to be Fnatic and Royal. Uh, so, like, that was, like, really shocking to me. Um, and then I think, like... Uh, yeah, Group A and Group D were always going to be like really close between a lot of the teams. I would say like Group D is Group D is maybe even like a group of life ish. Uh, when you're if you're considering like LNG and Team Liquid as underdogs in that group, I think they had like really and I mean they had tiebreakers. They had like super legit chances to make it out. I would just say like with the whole like new format of there being four seeds from uh, the top two regions, like I, I think we have to kind of re think group of group of life group of death yeah i think that maybe i shouldn't even use that have, phrase yeah i think you just have really hyper competitive groups now so like even but like, is there
0: a chance that t1 looks better than they should because their group was had less competition ender like do you i think, think yeah
2: I'm, no honestly no i think t1 are just a good team right like just overall and i think that yeah i i would i would never have doubted t1 to make it out of groups like that is just like really shocking to me um and then I also think that everyone is hard overreacting off of group stage. Like, it is, blo- it blew my mind that we're just, like, saying LPL teams are, like, they're not doing, oh, my God, they're not as good as we thought they were. LPL Did you watch Doom. FPX? Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, FPX, yeah, FPX absolutely destroyed, but that was one day, right? Like, they they showed up, and they absolutely bombed a single day. Right, so like, yeah, FPX bombed out of the tournament, but I think that making like like sweeping conclusions about the LPL is just insane. Like, if you take it, because uh, I think after Dom one and T one secured their first spots, everyone was like, "Oh, Korean dominance, it's back. They're owning." In twenty nineteen. All three Korean teams were first seeds, and only one of them made it past quarterfinals. And it was T1, and they lost to G2 in semis. So they didn't even make it to finals with a single team in a year that they had three teams at the top of the group. So I think that groups are fake news. Um, And honestly, we need to stop (laughs) overreacting. Best of fives are are completely different.
0: Mark, what do you think about all that?
1: I mean, uh, I agree that I don't think SKT is overrated. or like, Please say T1, because I
0: get screamed at when I say SKT. And and interviews and stuff with them, and I always say SKT, and I've I get tricked into saying SKT. I feel bad.
1: Okay, whatever, they're fine. Uh, I agree with Ender's point. There's been there's been a lot of times where like teams that get the first seed in the group don't end up winning. Like, Fnatic got first seed over IG that year, and IG just like slammed everyone in playoffs aside for the one quarterfinal thing that they played because they ended up playing the other tournament favorite because they got second seed. In the closest match they ever played was in the the quarterfinals you know like there's a lot of times that something like that happens someone may, has a bad draft and they drop a game or, or they just choke or whatever so i definitely agree, agree with ender a little bit i will say this time around i'm i'm a little sus on the, the lpl teams I, I haven't been super convinced on on a lot of them uh we'll have to see of course you know it's still up in the air I think EDG is probably the one that I I have the most faith in uh, between them and RNG, but they're going to play first anyway. So immediately you're going to get that answer. And like, even that doesn't really help you evaluate the LPL team strength until they play the semifinals. But then like they're playing Gen G or C9 again, I feel like people are going to like, it's going to be a really hard year to evaluate the LPL's level because of this, and then they're going to get to finals and get slammed by Damwon because they look, Damwon legitimately looks like hands down the best team in the world
2: yeah I think I, I think yeah assessing LPL strength is is challenging of course because I think like it, fun plus just ruined everything by bombing yeah. out because LNG were never supposed to make it out of group D in my opinion um and like I don't count four seeds um <laughs> a lot of the time um Madline's copium um but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like it it's weird too because like yeah t1 playing Hanwa and like Hanwa probably shouldn't have, like weren't supposed to make it out of group C and stuff so it's I, I, it's just
1: a weird year I think. Yeah. Um, on one point about the caller set about 100 Thieves playing too safe, I do feel like that hurt them uh, quite a bit in that, that SKT series. And I think you could see that they had a lot of talent. I mean, FBI and Huhi were either destroying bot lanes or getting destroyed, but like playing pretty aggressively. But it felt a lot of times like the rest of the map didn't. And they got stuck in those situations that it feels like plague NA teams. You know, like the, the caller was saying about... Just not forcing the opportunities. And it was funny seeing people like joke about like, oh man, they have flashes up. You can't engage. And it's it's just one of those things like you have to force it. Even if you even if it's like a 60-40 fight that like is in favor of your opponent, you still need to take it to get the flashes down so that your alt comes back up in a minute and a half and theirs is still their flash is still down for another three and a half minutes, and you need to force again and you get like this kind of multiplicative bonus for being an aggressive team when you have a team fighting team comp and like North American teams, one, often don't force enough when when they really should, um, and they need that, like, aggressive mindset, to, one, punish the enemy team so that they can't set up or they can't poke you or they can't get vision control for free. Like, you actually need to contest these things and then to actually punish again once you get the flashes down, stuff like, it's it's something that we've seen time and time again. And that's why I think the the perks... The C9 run was very refreshing because like Perks was fucking running it in the game that they actually won, qualified. Uh, But he ends up with the most damage on the blonk and makes a ton of huge plays down the line and just shows how much like how much you actually can fuck up in a game and still win. I feel like that's what especially big takeaways. (laughs) Yeah, like teams throw a bunch of times. Like teams get big leads in the early game and then it's like a fifty-minute fucking game and they're flipping Baron like three times in a row. Like you can fuck up and I think teams just like. They get in their head that like they just assume that they're that like we're playing T one. They're gods. They're never gonna not flash a Malphite ultimate. And it's like, bro, they're probably gonna get get fucked up. Just do it.
0: I think an interesting like, way to end this conversation is just if you had casters and analysts who had not been following the LCS all year long, didn't know how things went down in playoffs, and you asked them which of these. You know what? Rank the three Worlds team or LCS Worlds teams by what you, who you think placed first, second, and third. I don't feel like in LCS. I don't think most people would say Hundred Thieves was probably the team that came out and won finals. And I think that that's why it, it might be a little fair to feel like they underperformed a bit uh, because I just don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't think that they played up to the standard of of what they were able to accomplish in the LCS finals, where they just st- stomped. Team Liquid. So, I
4: don't know. I think that happens to NA seeds a lot, though. I mean, like c 9 is consistently the third seed, and last year TSM was first.
0: True, but that doesn't mean that. It, like, I'm not. It, you're you're right. It, like to to what uh, you know, I was saying earlier about what Mark and I had said. Like everything played out the way it so frequently does in this world. Uh, but that still doesn't mean that like we our first seed underperforming is not part of it. And I feel like Hundred Thieves yeah. kind of underperformed compared to what they. Yeah. And
1: right. to be fair, like winning and losing is not fully binary. Like, okay, you dropped a game to SKT, fair enough, but you did it in a way where you kind of were not doing anything. That's that's more embarrassing. That's gonna feel worse as a player. Like you can't look back and hang your hat on, like, ah, well, we gave them a good run for their money. And I think that stuff can make a three and three, which you would say, Oh, hey, they beat one of those teams that are really good in their group, still not feel great because there was that game. There was the, the game against DFM that they should have lost and they had some insane fucking backdoor punts someone went into the Nexus here so the Tryndamere dies right away, you know, or the the Fountain Laser. Like, like those kinds of games show up in the record as like the same kind of stuff, but they're, it's really not for how it feels. Yeah.
0: Hey, Closer, thank you so much for uh, the call. Uh, Closer by tomorrow, I should say, because you're not, 100 T closer uh, <laughs> Though your take maybe you've learned an American accent Anyway is there anything you want to shout out Before we go on Or before we take a quick break
4: Well thanks for having me on the show Shout out to Alienware GameFuel And shout out to C9 Very reminiscent of the 2017 Fnatic run And as a fan that was Just a great day to watch I would say
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for the call And we'll catch you next time Thank you Alright speaking of Alienware it's time for our Alienware break or our ad here. They have announced a new setup for their 25th anniversary. It's awesome uh, to see this. I think if if you probably if you head over to we don't have the banner up yet. We will soon, but if I think if you head over to Alienware.com, you should be able to see it. Uh, yes, you can click on the new Alienware. Oh wait, is it still hidden? I mean, it's it's been announced, but they might not have uh, uh because it's not available yet. Perhaps it's not up, but you can. Take a look at uh, all the news coverage that has come out around it uh, Where they basically have a new desktop system for their Aurora's Uh, so still uh, this awesome? Computer that you may know but a slightly different look Uh, more space Uh, They're changing a whole bunch about it. Uh, It looks really cool. In fact one of the neat things that I'm really excited about um, And we'll see I'm not sure if I can get the panel on the correct side because otherwise it would look really sick behind me on, on this desk, but um they have this transparent panel now so that you can see into the desktop if that's like a a situation that you've liked in the past with other computers or if you've built your own you can now have that experience on the new aurora desktop Uh, so this just came out in celebration of their 25th anniversary um and they it's the the new case has done some really cool things including a decrease to cpu temperature an increase in nvidia gpu performance and a decrease in fan volume uh, it's it's just really cool. Um, I highly recommend you take a look at this and uh, Just congratulations to Alienware on their new Aurora desktop. They did like a really cool stream last Friday Unfortunately, it was like right when Cloud9 was winning. So I had to go catch up on it afterwards, but uh, It's just fantastic to see the new Aurora I'm really excited about getting one myself and I think uh, people who are interested in these types of things um, really cool cases like this or whatever it will be interested in taking a look at it because it's quite quite the good looker. Anyway, thank you so much to Alienware for their support of the show You can check them out at Alienware.com Travis. I'm sure as soon as uh, hopefully by the time you are listening to this uh, If it's been a day or two since we've come out, you'll see the banner updated on my page So you can t- check it out as they've only recently announced it. Anyway, thanks so much to Alienware for their support of the show Okay uh mark is off to grab the next caller automatically love to see it Rennie the croc thank you for the nine months john g365 and it's kyler thank you everyone for the subs blaine is here blaine you convinced mark to get you back on the show i, I you were messaging me about it and clearly oh, yeah. you you were oh, yeah. able to, to convince him we pay up bets
3: here right Re- <laughs> yeah. remind,
0: remind everyone where you were you're calling
3: from i'm calling from north vernon indiana
0: Okay, so you were on the show, I think, was it last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago when Spawn was on. Two weeks ago when Spawn was on, and what was your take in that episode?
3: That we would make it
0: out of the group of death, C9. C9 would make it out of the group of death. What was your reasoning?
3: Yeah. The N.A. Hopium. Remember, he loved the take.
0: Uh, I mean, yes, it. I realized he liked the take for the N.A. Hopium, but I felt like you had like a larger argument than I'm just pumping Hopium.
3: I mean, I was pumping opium, but I knew somebody might fall. To be honest, we had to have somebody fall. FPX, what'd they go for?
0: They didn't. They didn't do great. Yeah. I, I don't want their fun. I mean, they played, you know, multiple games, but yeah, they. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So also what have
3: would a you take like? Not just yeah, uh, no, yeah, no, it the, in, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I said I'd come back. I'd try to come back if that happened, but. My take was we just got the easiest fuck semi draw ever. We could probably make it to finals, if not just win the whole thing.
0: Okay. Well, first let's talk about the the your C nine call because I think Mark, do we have any other C nine callers?
1: Yeah,
4: the last
3: one wanted to be a C nine caller.
1: He was. uh, He had a hundredth use take, so I use it for that. But this is uh, the big C nine call. I figured.
3: Yes. Okay. Well,
0: let's address your first part, which is the group's part. I am very proud of C9. I am very happy they made it out. It feels really great. Thank fucking God FPX sucked ass at this tournament. Uh because I I feel I feel like there's no way we would have clawed our way back from the 0 3 uh start uh if it wasn't for FPX just completely collapsing, which is crazy. I, I think we mentioned this on previous episodes, but FPX was was like a potential first seed from LPL. People expected them to win. It was a huge upset that EDG won in the LPL finals. And some people still thought that FPX was going to be the best LPL team at this event because they thought, okay, well maybe it was like a fluke or something like that that EDG won. And then they just showed up and they like sucked. Um, and it, it's actually wild. And I think Again, I'm so happy C9 was able to step up and like take that opportunity, and they showed remarkable fortitude because a lot of teams that are 0-3 after the first week would not be able to, to claw their back their way back in, but uh, definitely could not do it without the help of FPX. And so I, can I, I don't know. <laughs> what were you going to say, can
3: I, can, can, can I elaborate a little yeah, bit yeah. on that? Yeah. All right, so there's no way that would have happened had Rogue not done what they did that day and FPX not absolutely just shit the bed. <laughs> There's no way that happens. Well, Ender, oh, and nice hoodie by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. I don't know, Mark or Ender, if you guys have any thoughts on like how. Okay, how? Here's a good question for for either of you. How much better did C9 look on their last day of groups, and does it feel like they really made giant leaps and bounds from? the first days that they played, because I think that this will be a good, once we answer this, it'll be a good kind of jumping off point for the bracket side or bracket stage or, or, um, the elimination part of the tournament, because, uh, not elimination. What am I thinking of? Um, been, Knockout. Lockout. Thank you. It's been a long week. Uh, the knockout stage of the tournament, because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious if you guys think it's really improved a ton. Don't know. And that's, that's why it. we'll leave it. Oh. Ender, do you think they made big change, big improvements?
2: I mean, I I doubt, like, the team behind the scenes made, like, ins- I Like, you, you can't, like, improve that much, like, over the course. I will say they showed up and, like, had a much better day. I think that Twisted Fate is unironically, like, completely broken. Um, and that helped them a lot. Uh, I also think their bot lane played much better on the uh, the final day as well, uh, which certainly helped them. Um...
0: But, that sounds yeah, like a, mean, a, an improved read on the meta, and yeah. uh, improved gameplay to me. So they did, it sounds like they did improve a ton, uh,
1: somewhat. But I feel like you know, like the the feeling of Cloud Nine coming in was okay. They have a lot of really talented players. If things yeah. click, they can they can kind of take anyone down. But they're inconsistent, and kind of drop games to anyone. And we saw it through play-ins, drop games to DFM. Here they beat FPX and. Uh, Rogue twice, you know. Clearly, clearly, they're good, but also in some of their wins, like Perks is just dying all the time. You're still seeing that inconsistency. I think uh, Blabber's had a really good tournament. I think that has been really nice to see uh, for him, just having such bad international performances compared to his domestic ones. I feel like that's maybe the, the 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 biggest bright spot for me. But otherwise, you know, their their bot lane and Perks had a better day than usual. But there's there's no guarantee that when they play G, they're not just going to revert to like a DFM game again in the tiebreaker
2: but there's no guarantee that they won't will won't
3: (laughs) yeah
0: very good point uh wonderful analysis go ahead blaine
3: well back on my take we got literally the easiest quarterfiner draw we literally could have got
0: yes well that's why i was headed towards this because now it's time to talk about what they can do um, okay, well, what do you want to explain for everyone at home why this was the easiest they could have gotten?
3: Because out of the four pool 1Cs, that was the easiest one we could have drawn?
0: Oh, great, great, <laughs> I mean, great point, Blaine. Well,
3: yeah. <laughs> I, obviously
0: obviously, you said that it's not just the... I think you, you also feel like the other side of...
3: Oh, dude, like, we can't the, be in the group with Damwine and all the other hard teams got put over there other than yes. EDG. Yeah, yeah. We have to get past E D G true. But I still feel like it's possible. I said we'd get out of that group. I still feel like it's possible.
0: Yeah, I mean theoretically, like let's let's say the favorites on the other side get through, that's T one or Damwon. I think it makes a lot of sense that C nine would again, assuming they can beat Gen G or in a scenario where they do, would probably want to face E D G over T one or Damwon. Uh I mean Mark and Ender, is that a fair assessment?
2: I mean, that this is the freest quarter, technically, yeah. Um,
3: That's what I said. Yeah. I feel, I feel like... like yeah, I don't know.
1: I, I mean, I'm 100% down with the, the hopium from, from Blaine, given that he was huffing hopium before we knew FPX was going to suck and they were going to choke, and he was already predicting told that. you I was wrong, man. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like you were on the hopium hype train when it looked dire. And now that we have the stars aligning to give us an easy path forward, I should just back you up. And, you know, you want to keep huffing that hopium. Well, yeah, hang on. Let's go. All in the finals.
0: Blaine, you have said that you think it's the easiest draw we could get. You didn't say, like, before you were like, C9's making it out. You're not saying in this situation, c making out. So far, you've only said it's the easiest draw he said we could they'd get. They get to
1: finals. What? He said they make finals. Yeah. Oh, you think they're going to finals?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Once we, yeah, that was my take. Once gotcha, we got okay. that, so we got that draw on the draw show. I'm like, if we could just get past EDG, this is so free. You don't even know if you're playing EDG yet.
0: Sorry, I think maybe you said that and I just didn't process it because it was such a like that was Hopium overload. Okay, Mark well, and Ender,
3: I've been I've been Hopium for like the last month and a half so
0: i think okay here's a here's a good i'm trying to wonder if there's ever been a better chance for for c9 to make finals out of worlds a better pathway
2: the 2018 was the easiest for sure they played Fnatic
1: in a semifinal. True. okay is that Fnatic really that much worse than edg or rng true so we've seen so far this yes. tournament edg's yeah. does-
3: that was Absolutely
0: back with Caps.
2: yes. That was back EDG with Caps. EDG dropped games to 100 Thieves. Undoubtedly yes. Reckless and,
1: and uh, Caps, man. Yeah. And Hilly. Oh, no. Undoubtedly yes. Are they really that much better than that Fnatic roster? I don't know. They dropped games to 100 Thieves. They're getting shit on by SKT. Dude, I want whatever uh, EDGs, you're on. EDG, they, they look a little, a little sussy bacchus. Jesus.
0: Like... <laughs> Mark I tries, mean... Mark's obsessed with that. He tries to use it. As Dude,
1: much as and you were just last call, maybe it was two calls, but I can't remember. Yeah. You were telling me that if you put CNI in that group, they probably could have taken some games off EDG. Now I'm, just, now I'm just asking you to do it three out of five times. It's not, not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs>
2: Also, originally when you were saying that, I thought you were saying if you like subbed them in for DFM, it doesn't change the fact that I think they could have won a game. But.
0: Well, given this is the first episode or the only episode we're doing before quarters, let's maybe not get ahead of ourselves. Gen G. Okay. Like what are the chances they get past Gen G?
2: I wouldn't give them favorable odds, but I would say that it is possible.
0: 40-60? 30-70? 40, you mentioned the odds. I, I mean... A more in that
2: yeah in that range i think
0: I feel like people, uh people in the it, chat it, really like the forty sixty number it looks like i think i like 30.
1: i like forty sixty, but it's also the kind of thing where they could get three zeroed and i wouldn't feel any different about the odds you gave me they could get humiliated three zeroed and i'd be like oh coin landed down today we got the dfm roll where the, <laughs> you know i mean mm-hmm. the great
0: news is that genji looks like I from from their performance they look very vulnerable, right? This is not like a situation where we're going up against a Korean team where like oh they've just been un- unbeatable or they look so good or like and it like they got bruised and battered and almost didn't make it out. They were one game away from not making it out of Yeah, and of Cloud
2: bruised. 9 got two wins out of six games. Like uh, True, yeah, I said the stars very are very vulnerable. On they got very vulnerable.
1: They got 3 out of 7. How dare you? You're not going to count their other win over Rogue in the tiebreaker? No, wins against Rogue are meaningless. Two of those were against Damwon, dude. No one's beating Damwon this tournament. Except C9. You're right. They're going to win Worlds, actually. (laughs)
0: Whoa, the caller said they're making it to finals. I don't think they said they're winning.
2: (laughs) No, Mark just told me they were winning Worlds. Because they're (laughs) surely playing Damwon in the finals.
1: (laughs) There you go. No, no, no. Down one, Down one 3 0s their entire way through, playoff, uh, through this in just minutes.
0: Okay, Mark. If en- ender, ender, it sounds like you, what you're saying 40 60 or, or 30 70? 30 70. 30 70. Mark, are you giving them even, even odds against EDG? Or sorry, against Gen G?
1: No, I took 40 60. I said
0: 40 60? Okay.
1: okay. I, I feel like Gen G's late game looks really bad. Um, True. They, I mean, also. Uh, Mad does some some tricky stuff. I think to hang in the games and are are good in the mid to late game, but uh, C9 in their knockout game versus Rogue, it was just like insane plays back and forth the entire time. Like I feel like that's the kind of series that it's gonna be if they don't get blown out early. I think the biggest concern for me would just be the BDD show. Like BDD has hard shit on some games and just ended them. He ended Team Liquid. He crapped all over Icon once. Like there's a chance that. You know with perks being a little coin flippy right now, that there's going to be a game where it's just like, oh, BDDS has three kills in 10 minutes, and him and Blabber like coin flipped a skirmish mid and, and lost it. So, perk
0: perk says that they're playing the uh, he's facing the worst mid laner in the quarterfinals. Did you see this clip on the
1: club? He's a footage? he's a he's a showman, I'll give him that. <laughs> you gotta love Luca.
2: I, does he know that RNG are in quarterfinals? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, maybe he missed that memo. Maybe uh, it's possible. All right. Uh well, listen, our our friend Blaine, I know you pulled it off once. Uh I don't know if you're going to be able to do it again cuz it sounds like Mark and Ender both don't. Like I'll give I I would give them 50/50 odds of beating G. but I don't think that they're I think that it's going to start diminishing pretty rapidly after that. So, I don't know if they're making finals, but we'll see. Uh I mean, they had to. They they couldn't make it against Fnatic, but this time around, to Mark's point, they're facing considerably easier teams in the semis if they make it. So maybe it'll happen. God, can you guys imagine what it would? How fucking crazy! I mean, C9 would just get smacked around by damn one. But the idea of an NA team in the finals.
3: Yeah, no. One more thing. Crazy. I... Okay. 2018, we took a freak of freaks out. I'm feeling 2018 Cloud9 right now. I'm feeling it.
0: How did remind me how twenty how Cloud9 looked in the groups in twenty eighteen? I'm trying to remember.
3: We went from playins to semis. Yeah. About like we're doing right now.
0: I know, I know. Oh, I know. They I they lost. Did they get out in a tiebreaker or were they actually like? Yeah, they they yeah, lost.
1: Yeah, did. Yeah. Well, so they went four and two, but they lost the tiebreaker for first against RNG.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I not I'm not feeling twenty eighteen Cloud9 right now, but maybe I'll be proven wrong. Blaine, anything uh, you want to shout out before we uh, go to our next caller?
3: I just love coming on. Can't wait to come back after we, uh, you know, get back out again. Well, but I think in order Alien for you Aware, to come on, you made, you made
0: the food. bar finals. So I think you don't get to come back on and brag until they make it to finals.
3: No, I won't. I won't try until I do. Unless okay. I got a different take, but, you know.
0: Yeah, sure. Alienware,
3: Game Fuel, love you guys. Let's go.
0: Very good. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you for the shout Shoutouts. We'll catch you later.
2: Yeah,
3: no problem. See ya.
2: Later. Is this oh. the meta? Callers just come in and shout out all your sponsors at the end?
0: They do, yeah. And this is not even anything that I've like. They do this on their own. It is actually. Wow. It is actually why this show is uh, the TGI hey, Cash, cash cow. cow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the jewel of the TGI Empire. Uh, okay. Kippy, thank you. Yeah, welcome to the show, Ender. Uh, thank you, Kippy, for the prime. Thank you, CJ Fox. Am I getting another caller minutes. or are we doing yes. a sponsor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay uh lies he bribes them says i am elvis travis has a gun to the call jesus twitch chat
6: settle down
0: who uh, somebody just says he's so baked and there's no oh the collar is baked i was trying to figure out who you were suggesting was baked on the episode paid actors on the line yeah we just these are all our friends uh jay is here jay where are you calling from i'm calling from brooklyn new york brooklyn new york okay What do you want to talk about on the show?
7: First, I just want to assure chat I am not baked. I don't know about the previous caller, but but I'm not about that. Well, let's hear your take Uh, first,
0: and then people can decide. We'll
7: decide. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, first, I just want to say dudes don't usually give each other compliments, but Ender, you're a good-looking dude. You should be told that. My take is that adding the fourth team from LCK and LPL made this group stage the best one that
2: we've ever had there oh. was no free wins.
7: Oh pretty boy, much this in any boy group. is
0: baked.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm being honest. I missed the take.
0: The the take was uh, LPL and LCK fourth seeds being at Worlds made this this group stage the best ever because there were virtually no free wins. I guess you would say DFM Travis, was the free win.
1: Jay, open up a uh, Twitch chat poll and do one option baked and one option option based. Okay, oh, okay. that's solid.
0: Oh my god. We should have called this show Baked or Based. That's baked what or Based Hotline League should have they called.
1: A- Travis, we'll do another show together, and <laughs> it'll be basically the same idea, but instead of being a live call-in show, we'll just get tweets sent to us, and we'll prune them there. Oh my wow. god,
0: we have to make a show called Baked or Based. It's so good, and I can't... And if
1: they're baked, we take a hit of a bong. Okay.
0: Well, we're going to have to find different sponsors <laughs> for that show. You just
1: see us <laughs> fall off a cliff over the course of that show.
0: Did I ever tell you, Mark, that uh, a a cannabis delivery company reached out and wanted to sponsor some of my content, and that part of the the payment would be in product? They were like, "Yeah, we'll we'll pay you in product." Anyway, I wasn't able to take it, but uh, okay, I'm putting the poll up.
7: That's based. The poll itself is based.
0: Yes. Okay. So the poll is up. Uh, baked or based? Let us know what you think of this this caller's take. Um, okay. Do you want to elaborate on why you think that this made it the best sure, group ever?
7: Sure. So Travis, you had asked me if DFM was a pushover. I would say maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't think they're like as bad as some other wildcard teams have been in the past, but
2: yes, um, yeah.
7: certainly I would say they were the weakest team in group stage, but I would also correlate that that group B was the least exciting of the groups. I think I would say. Um, but yeah, I mean, my point is that when when there's not like a total shitter in every group, as there kind of has been in Worlds past, uh, there's not like a free win or free two wins for each team, which allows for more variance in the group. So like if, if everybody beats the wildcard team, then it's, that essentially makes it a group of three teams instead of four because everybody's getting two free wins. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would also add that having pretty much all solid teams in your group makes it more—it makes your wins feel better, like more satisfying. Um, so like, I don't know. Let's let's say it didn't really happen this year because, like I said, there weren't really shitter teams. But let's say an NA team got got into groups, beat the shitter team from a wildcard region, and then went home, and that's it. It doesn't feel like they really proved much. It just feels like they beat up on a bad team. Um, But this year, even though, I mean, TL and 100 Thieves are unfortunately going home early, they they have three wins each, first of all. Um, TL beat three quality teams and 100 Thieves. I mean, they can... I don't know, DFM, maybe, maybe not, but they can hang their hats on a a win against EDG.
0: So it was 56% to... uh, Or no, 54% to 56% in favor of based. The majority of people think your take is based. I I disagree with a lot of this. Um, So one, I think it's really sad, but I don't think that people are going to give TL or, or 100 Thieves or North America a ton of credit for the wins that they had, even though they didn't get out. I think, you know, a couple months from now, the sad thing is people just remember those teams didn't get out. And I think in the past, there have been times where we've had teams that have gone three and three in groups that maybe didn't have a shitter team or whatever. And then it's nobody ever goes like, ah, yes, well, NA is like a decent enough region because instead they just say like, oh, nobody made it out. So should NA even have two teams or a first pool or whatever. Um, and so I, I just don't think that, like maybe it feels good to us in the moment of the show, but I don't think that the majority of people are going to look back and be like, ah, well, they didn't make it out, but they were competitive with good teams. So I, I just kind of disagree with that that point. Um, I'm trying to remember your your other point just maybe it was just that the games were more entertaining because there was more on the line or what can you remind me Collar?
7: yeah basically that having less like teams that didn't really belong in the groups made the groups more exciting because yeah, less stomps or uh, there weren't any like guaranteed wins
0: yeah
1: well I think beyond the quality of the game it also means that on the final day every game has a chance to matter I mean you get a lot like think about how shitty group their day two of elimination yeah. days were. Like, we stopped watching halfway through the day and just played Genshin Impact because the other teams sucked in comparison. No offense to Hundred Thieves. I just mean, like, you know, they, just, they were knocked out. So the other days were fucking incredible because the teams were all closer to their skill level. Not just, like, a lot of those games were fiestas that you couldn't tell them apart. <laughs> but from play to that, maybe, if you weren't watching closely, you turn A-plates off. But it's at least a high-stakes game for that reason.
0: Caller, I think... Here's my other concern, Caller. I think we were two tiebreaker games away from like one in, in each of these, these groups from an all LPL, LCK quarters.
7: Yikes. That would have been insane. That I'm correct, so right? Bad. I'm not
0: thinking of this in a very stupid way, Mark. No, you're correct. Yeah. You're right. So, uh, like... I, this is i I'm very hesitant to give the current format and the current four and four from each of these regions any kind of like hype because there's a world where this world's just like the you know all the callers tonight are just talking about how shitty the format is because it's just annoying as hell that like you know there's even a world where you could have ended up with I mean this was the joke I made last week at the end of the show which was like I want I if, if NA didn't get out, I wanted nobody to get out except for LPL and LCK teams and I wanted them all to end up on either side of the, of the bracket because, like, I feel like you're gambling a lot with this format from a from an entertainment perspective because you can end up with just, like, a really shitty Worlds. And I, like, I hope that never happens while we have this format, but there's a chance it could happen next year in uh, North America whenever Worlds is happening. And, you know, like, if, if Europe and North America are just slightly worse than they are this year, or, you know, LCK, LPL are slightly better. You know, FPX doesn't bust her out, and, like, fucking LNG wins that final game against Mad Lions. Like, you you get this, and then that's what the second half of, of Worlds is. And, like, I know, I know, I know. There's a ton of people, usually co-stream viewers, that are like, I just want to see the best teams play. Who cares? That is just, like, not what this product is about. Um, you know, or rather, that, is, that oh. is, I don't think what the product should aim for or optimize for necessarily. So I
1: think as well, like you can fix that problem another way. Like if you want to have the four teams, like I think maybe you change how groups are, so it's not four groups and then there's like differences like that. So you can actually see the bracket better because that's the problem with the bracket is that the the group stage while maybe doing a, a fine enough job determining who out of those four teams should get out, it then doesn't have any way to tell of those four, like, hey, Dom1 and SKT actually look way better. Well, now they're on the same side, and, like, they're going to have to play each other. And the other side of the bracket looks way easier. And uh, I think Dota you know.
0: has two groups, for instance.
1: I've been pushing for two groups since, like, literally 2016, I think. Like, it's... I, I am so in favor of two groups because then you have four teams and four teams, and you go, oh, well, one plays four as opposed to, like, randomly picking two and ones from different groups as... And then, like, double elimination as well would give you more of those regional matchups, like you're saying. So if an NA team did make it, and then they lost, and then Mad Lions lost, let's say, then they might play each other in the lower bracket to stay alive. And then that's a really fucking hype matchup, you know? Uh, lower bracket, a uh, loser's bracket would also help solve some of these problems that I think you're currently facing. And to the caller's point, I think it worked out fantastically this time around. The groups were amazing. This bracket kind of sucks ass. <laughs> um and i think you can you can solve these problems in a lot of different ways but i really do hope they take a look at at it yeah
2: i think that it definitely helps with the competitiveness of the games um just without a doubt and like if you go back and scroll through like 2019 2018 like it's like evident in 2019 there were in all four groups three of the groups had their fourth place team had zero wins one of the group a team had one win um so and, banger yeah it's just like it's it's just like very very apparent the irony of like being worried about like four seeds from lpl and lck making it to playoffs is that or making it to the knockout stage and like crowding out spots for na and eu is that that's currently what they're doing to wildcard teams in uh the group stage um but I, I think that the argument for better quality games, more competitive games in group stage and, like, crowding out wildcard teams is the same argument that I would then apply and say, oh, well, if we just have eight LCK and LPL teams in knockouts, like, so be it. I guess we should not suck. And our first seeds should not be worse than the fourth best team from a different region. That's a completely different problem. And, like, regardless of format, like, that is when it is just complete doomsday for League of Legends in the West. Like, at that point, I just wouldn't even want to watch her play. I mean, and, I mean, couldn't
0: that happen next year, Ender? Yeah, but watching that's, but that's
2: again, that's not, like, the fault of the, the format. That is the format telling us, like, holy shit, you are so much worse than you were even, like, a few years ago. Give up. That's I feel like
1: big. teams, uh, like, regions naturally go through, like, ebbs and flows of, like, how good they are, and that's fine. You know, like, G2 was a super team. It might be a little while before Europe finds another team that, that that they're that good. But Europe has consistently had okay performances in knockout stages as well. So it's not like they need a super team to, to do okay. But like in this instance, like you're saying, if they if somehow Mad Lions lost to LNG and just got knocked out by the fourth seed from LPL, that's a huge embarrassment. But I would hope that people would still give Europe a chance to recover. But I would also love a, a, a format that would find a way to preserve some multiple regions beyond just like the top eight and if you have four teams from two regions then you can fill that entire top eight like if it's a top 12 and some teams get seated into a lower bracket right away i mean i don't know there's some ideas so i just me, think it
0: okay go ahead
2: yeah i was just gonna say to me like changing the format so like you can sneak a team into top eight or something and like cling them onto life is like kind of weird to me i will yeah. say like i don't like the current format like Just like spitballing, I would actually really like to see uh, something similar to how uh, the first like Valorant Masters was run where it was just like double Elim best of threes um, for like a long way through the tournament and that's like you weed out the really bad teams early on and then when you get to top eight or whatever you turn into best of fives or something like that. Um, But I would actually really like to see something that feels more like you're playing... A series on the day against teams, so it's like actually like super high stakes when you have C nine playing against whatever. C nine playing against Rogue is like high stakes. The best of three, team that loses goes to the lower bracket, and you play it something like that. But yeah,
1: it's funny because uh, I was joking with Travis today when I thought for a second because because the Mad Lions LNG game looked a little sus for a little bit if I remember correctly, and I was yes. I was joking with Travis uh, about how like if it was right after C nine lost there. Tiebreaker. I was like, if if Mad Lions lose their tiebreaker too, we need Steve to money match Mad Lions TL, to go TL, settle you mean, you their C9, best you of three. Oh, excuse TL. Me. TL. We need Steve to money match TL against Mad Lions and have a, a best of three to settle it because they're both one and one against each other. And Like, I need to know who's the better team between these two for, for the regional pride. Luckily, Mad Lions made it out, so I know. I'm like, okay, fine, they're better. But uh, real talk,
2: bring back Battle of the Atlantic, straight up. I, lo- I you love I love Battle of yeah no but battle of the atlantic and it's not it's not garbage Rift rivals
0: was that
2: tournament meant nothing no one cared battle of the atlantic
0: meant nothing right
2: yeah but i felt like people cared maybe i was just like they cared because it was like
0: 2014 yeah it was like early days yeah Yeah, yeah, so like that was before people were just excited to see anything and now it's like don't make it in the middle of the season how about that there's no way not to do that the season runs from january to november no, you run it after Okay, so okay. Maybe you do Oh, it's ideas. called All-Star. Exactly. Oh, it's this for is the t- problem. No,
2: it's for the teams underneath first place. So instead of MSI, you send like the two, three, four seeds and they do Battle the Atlantic or something. I don't I know. like that. That, that sounds cool. sweet. In the month before MSI. That's hot.
0: But the month MSI uh, uh, I don't think you're thinking of the schedule correctly. But I, I we don't need to Listen.
1: Ender is not the detail guy, he's the big idea guy. Weren't you hyped to hear that your two, True. three, and four seeds are playing against Europe's two, three, and four seeds?
0: Yes,
7: and the I mean, eight you seeds figure just you to make it exciting. Yeah, yeah, even even get the, the eight, nine, and ten
1: just to just this, the, and then bring <laughs> the academy teams against the ERL teams. Oh
2: my god,
0: <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> if this oh, is a, a baked or well, baked take murder- that, <laughs> <laughs> that Ender has. This
1: is a baked, this is a baked
2: take right yeah, now. Yeah, this is definitely baked territory. <laughs> this is full baked. <laughs>
0: Um, I don't know. Okay, caller, are you are you more sussy about like we got to get the zoomers to watch the show? Viewership dropping. Are you more sussy about the format now? Uh,
7: well, I'm not a zoomer, but I. What do you mean? What do you mean? Am I I sussy about the format now? Like the I just be like, like, okay, you called in, and
0: you seem to be a big believer in the current world's format and the team situation uh, and all that. Uh, now that Mark and myself and Ender have all expressed all this stuff, are you hanging on to your? Initial take, or do you, have you moved from base to baked on it?
7: So you definitely gave me a lot to think about, like in terms of two groups could be a huge change. And I mean, that would just change the whole format of worlds. And I've never really thought about that. Um, I, yeah, I'm open to changing my take. I'm an open-minded person, Travis. Uh, I would definitely reconsider it. It just takes me more time to process. That's Um, That's fine. So I will stick by my my take as someone who's watched every worlds that this was the best group stage i've seen because it was just i mean we had like six tiebreaker games it was very close it was exciting it was awesome well
0: that's that's the funny thing is like mark and i have that whole thing where it's like okay this is like a classic worlds you know thing but but it's it's definitely true that the group's ending like we've never had a four-way tie in a group before like that's wild um it's so wild. And it's so wild that we had to face Gen G and Mad Lions had to face LNG. Like, it's just so wild the way that worked out. But, yes, yeah. uh, thank you, uh, Jay, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller? Uh,
7: shout out to the TFT community. I'm coming for Chally in Season 6. Um, shout out to Hotline League. Everybody like, comment, subscribe. It's a wonderful podcast. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Alienware. Shout out to Game Fuel. That's all I got.
0: Thanks so much for the call.
7: Dude, hey, thank you.
0: Catch you next time. Ah, okay, Mark is off to grab the next caller. Nice. And uh, let's. see. I'll say
2: I'll add on to that that last comment and say, um, it really helps when high rated teams bomb out, like FunPlus Phoenix. Yeah. Like for me in person, like Mad Lions underperforming too like well you take back because no because like if you think about some of, like the great groups of all time like 2018 gen g bombing opened up like the c9 versus vitality run against rng and all that stuff like
0: or even just like the the upsets that can occur like alliance getting kaboomed which wasn't necessarily like yeah them whatever but yeah like that stuff like those up up i guess i guess your point is upsets are entertaining ender true And that's the high-level commentary you'll get here. Emulator is here. Emulator, where are you calling from?
5: Hey, I'm uh, calling from upstate New York, uh, but I'm from originally the Boston, Massachusetts area. Jesus,
0: everyone is calling from upstate New York or Boston, Massachusetts or Brooklyn or whatever. That corner of this country is just monopolized on the show. Mark, very biased towards his his home locale. Northeast Uh, supremacy. Emulator, have you called on the show before? I've called
5: once before.
0: Okay, well, you also sub, I think, attend too, so thank you. I recognize the name. What do you want to talk about on the show?
5: Uh, I am on the show to talk about my thoughts about LCK right now. Um, in particular, I wanted to talk about how I don't think LCK is like a significantly stronger region than the LPL or the LEC. Uh, what is happening at Worlds right now is more just like the four best mid laners in LCK of all time are playing, uh, and it really shouldn't be diminished that it's like these four mid laners accomplishments that are carrying Korea's performance at Worlds, not the Korean region as a whole.
0: Well, I love this because Chronicler just showed up in the Twitch chat, so he's going to be able to react to what you're saying. It's it's fantastic that he's he's made his way in. Uh, and I, I'm guessing that Ender's take on this is going to be so true because he's the people overrate groups results guy. Uh, and so... If your take is everybody believing in LCK right now because of groups that shouldn't be, it's just these mid laners. Then uh, I'm excited to hear Ender agree with you. So Ender, yeah, what do you think?
2: I think talking about the mid laner based is or mid laner take is absolutely based. Like that is just straight up facts. Um, I think like overall, yeah, I think for a while now people have thought that like the gap between LPL and LCK is small, and most people would say LPL is probably stronger. Like I would say LPL is stronger. Um, I I think the interesting thing there is saying, like, LEC isn't that far behind LCK because I guess this tournament, it's kind of hard to judge with Fnatic, um, but to me, I still feel like there is, uh, quite a discrepancy there. I think that EU has been, like, pretty top-heavy and has, has had some really good teams at the top. Um, like, obviously, G2 is the prime example. Like, G2, like, beat SKT twice in 2019 in BO5s, um which is really really impressive but i i don't know if that holds up i i'm I'm disappointed that mad lines didn't perform better and i'm hoping they're going to do better in in the bo5s and i think they will do better in the bo5s but i think like holistically as a league i would definitely say lec is worse than lck
5: yeah if i may just respond to that quickly i like i definitely see what you're saying under uh and i guess like the way that i'm thinking about this is that I would definitely agree that, like, the top four LCK teams are probably stronger than anyone in the LEC. But I think it is because of these four mid-lane players and how, like, the mid-lane meta has developed in Korea as a whole, as, like, kind of a side effect of having great players like Faker and Showmaker. But I think, like, the mid-lane pool is really, really good right now. In particular, like, Chovy, B2D, yeah. Showmaker, and Faker are, like, I would argue the four best mid-laners that Korea has ever produced uh maybe rookie you could consider that uh but that's kind of getting into uh specifics so i definitely would give like korea like the mid lane pool over the rest of the world but like i've seen so much like reactionary to take lately about like oh korea is the best because they got four uh, teams out of groups but like if i'm looking at like performance within groups and stuff like that like i don't think uh as a whole, Korean tops performed as well as, like, LPL tops, for example. Uh, I guess, like, Nuggery could be considered, like, one of either, but I would consider him an LPL top for, like, this purpose. So I just think that it's, like, really Koreans, like, Korea's midlaners that are carrying right, them right now. And I would argue that, like, I don't think that, uh, Korean players that, like, aren't the midlaners are, like, as, uh, like, so much stronger than their European counterparts.
2: So you're, you're talking more about, like, individual player skill?
5: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, really that, like, the The individual players being like the individual Korean mid laners are like really really carrying their teams and their region, and the and other individual players aren't really that far ahead.
0: Like the gap between LCK and everybody else exists in the mid lane mostly, is what it sounds like yes. you're
5: saying. As, as of like Worlds right now, yes, that is kind of a better way of putting my take.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree a little bit, not necessarily about the mid laner take, but about LCK not being better than a lot of the other regions. I think the LPL, we'll get into it a little bit more, but like, this is a stat that Jat tweeted, but it's, it's one that I think most people kind of know. From 2014 to 2021, LCK sent 25 teams to the group stage, 19 of them have finished first in their group. They win their group 76% of the time. As well as the fact like that also doesn't include times that they get out second. I think there's been two teams, if I'm not mistaken, during that time from the LCK to not get out of groups like
0: well i don't think the is saying that lck has always been overrated yeah, i think it's no, the same I'm right just saying right now
1: i i am saying though that like this thing is continuing to be true they have all four teams get out of groups f uh lpl only had 2 of their 4 na and eu one of their 3 like and i think you can talk about maybe how some playstyle things might make them better suited for winning best of ones than best of fives um you know, maybe people always talk about the play style stuff, I think it gets a little overdone sometimes, but they are definitely a slightly more risk averse re- region and maybe that leads to less volatile games. And so even when you get into like later stages where take 2019, for example, FPX pops off later on, their group stage was a little uh, struggle where they, they were dropping games. Like, yeah, you, you can start debating that kind of stuff, but I, I, I just think. They win their games more than any other region by a massive amount. And it happened again here. Five and one SKT, six and O Dom one. And then their fourth seed gets out and their third seed wins their group. You know? It's hard for me not to think that they are again the best region after they, they had lost that crown for a little bit. And it and it can change still. We'll get we'll we'll see from best of fives. But at least in group stage, they're no fucking joke.
0: But is it because of the mid lane
1: mostly partially sure i i I think it's like maybe less some of the individual skill stuff um they seem more disciplined in a lot of ways um and the mid lane thing is definitely true i I think like fourth place mid laners from other regions (laughs) would not be nearly as good (laughs) as jovi yeah (laughs) uh who's who's the fourth best mid in in na or like who would be our fourth Uh, place team I Who's
0: guess
1: it would be Power, evil the yeah, to be Power of Evil if Swimmer standings are taken. Power of Evil. not that bad, son. he he'd probably he'd still Yeah, not even evil, is hard. Eh, Power of, of Evil isn't even the best mid later
0: on TSM.
1: You know what? I take it back. <laughs> Korean mids are overrated. Wait, you, I, didn't, I didn't think you were taking yeah. anything back. Let's
0: um, do the full 180. Yeah. <laughs> LCK has you the worst what?
2: mids at the tournament. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the call.
0: I like the caller's take. I don't know if it's if it's True or not, from a like like that's that's the biggest. I it's absolutely true of the gap. to
2: say that their mid lane is like of the five roles that Korea is sending to Worlds. Their mid lane is the strongest.
0: Yeah, but he's also yeah. saying that like that it's so strong that that's what's pushing the difference between LCK and everybody else in terms of performance. And like, I I'm not I don't know if it's true or not because it's I'm too dumb to know, but. At the very least, like, I do kind of think there might have been a missed opportunity where thinking like, maybe traditional sports or in other places, it would have been, like, there would have been a bunch of, like, teases and a bunch of drama around, like, the LCK mid lane gods. Like, these are the four guys that are coming here to, like, fuck everyone.
4: Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's wish...
0: what they'd be saying. Dash would be saying that on the broadcast. Um, all right. And... I so wish
5: that, because, like, these are the four that have made finals lately. Like the four mid laners that have like been to a Korean finals lately. So that like is the narrative.
0: Yeah. And I don't, perhaps I don't, perhaps it was not talked about enough. Cause it is, it is true that like, these are the, the four so heartbreakers of the apocalypse.
1: Let me ask a, a question to the caller then. So you still think regardless that the LCK teams are largely overrated and it's just the, the mid laners, what would change your mind? Cause it's a weird group stage where. You know, you have three Korean teams on one side. Yeah. So you're not really going to see them play anyone but other Korean teams, except yeah. Mad Lions and then whoever they meet in the finals. It, unless Gen G wins and, and then, you know, they, they continue to, to beat some other teams or whatever. But, um, yeah. What would change guess, your mind to be like? Wow, LCK actually is is the most dominant region. What changed
5: my mind is uh, with the exception of Damwon Kia, because like I will say that like Damwon Kia's players are largely an exception to this because they look like they're the best team in the world again. Um, I would love to see more kind of playmaking, not like on the backs of the mid laners for the rest of these LCK teams. Like I think the most egregious is Hanwha Life. Like every game, their game plan is like. Uh, feed the puppy and the puppy is Chovy. Is just like, get Chovy, all of his win-cons. Um, and it's a one-dimensional playstyle and it's working for them, but it's like definitely one-dimensional. Gen.G, a little like less so, but they still definitely heavily rely on BDD. Uh, I guess they have like Ruler in the bot lane who like popped off today. Uh, and again, T1 kind of less than Hanwha Life or even Gen.G, but I do feel like a lot of like their mid-game playmaking and a lot of their shot calling obviously is from Faker. So I guess I would just like love to see, uh, like these teams kind of be put or like just individual games. They put more like get more responsibility and more uh, kind of like tools for playmaking or carrying on the backs of other players. Uh, which isn't I just don't even have a reason. Isn't that to weird do. though?
1: If you think that the laners are the best players in the world in their their respective roles, why would I not play around my ace? Yeah, I I don't think that like it's a bad strategy because
5: like I. I mean, if I am, like, an LCK coach, I agree. Like, if I have, uh, like, Chovy on my team, I'm like, I'll play through him every time. But I don't think that, like, that makes it, like, a unnecessarily good strategy. Uh, Or at least, like, it definitely makes you one-dimensional. Which I think is, like, a very easy weakness to see in a team. And, like, hypothetically, if better teams were to come along, a weakness that could be exploited.
2: I just think that's the... The way the game is largely played. Like, I don't think it proves some point to be like, Faker, you're playing Malzahar, and that's going to show <laughs> that you're versatile and we can play through top. Like, oh, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: I don't think the uh, caller's, you know, it was Mark's sort of. Threat, well, I just meant like,
1: like you know, if Gen G yeah, makes finals, it would it would change his mind. Or I, I was thinking more yeah. outcomes like what do you want to see like oh well they 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 lost yes, but like yeah. Gen G played a five game series against EDG, the LPL champions, and this is the third place seed you know from from LCK. Yeah, that I kind of prove
5: to that point if Gen G or Hanwha Life in particular can make deep runs, I think I will feel otherwise because Damwon Kia I think is just the best team and. T1, even if they do do well, I'll give like the Faker excuse in my mind because, of course, Faker wants another trophy. Uh, but if Gen G or Hanl were to do it, then I think I'd really believe in their teams as a cohesive unit at, more than just like a really good mid laner.
0: Well, we'll have to see how things play out. Uh, Emulator, thank you so much for the call. I think. You know what? We're doing it. I'm giving you a game feel victory caller because I think it was a, a pretty unique take. And. I, I liked it, even even if uh, you weren't able to convince Mark or Ender, I, I think it was like a well thought out uh, a push and a different way of looking at the world's results so far that I haven't heard Thank from you other so people, much. So. Um, I will send you a friend request, just sing, uh, s- send me a message on Discord and we'll figure it out. Uh, awesome. Thank you. But you'll be getting a, a case of Mountain Dew game Field. congratulations. Thank you so much. Anything you want to shout out before uh, we take a quick break? Yeah, Uh,
5: shout out Cloud9 and Mad Lions, the last western hopes uh, of the league. Uh, Shout out to my partner Sully uh, for staying up with me so late uh, because we're both on Eastern Time uh, and they're the only one crazy enough to stay up with me. Uh, And shout out to Alienware and GameFuel because this is the meta in Travis Gafford Industries. Very good.
0: Thank you so so much. Thank you so much for the call. we will catch you later. See ya. Uh,
1: There
0: we go. Okay, so... Uh, thank you to the caller. We're going to get them hooked up. I'm trying to find this before we get into the speaking of game feel, the game feel call. Can somebody help me find the. Uh, Mark hadn't seen it yet, and I want to talk about it. The LPL suggestions. Oh, I saw on how it. They, oh, you found it? Yeah. It's so good. It deserves a call out on the show. Uh, and I, wa- I just want to find the thread so that I can do it. Somebody will find it. There's
1: for been me. So- some really good LPL ones too. I don't know if you saw the video of like FPX getting hit by the car.
0: No, Jesus. <laughs>
1: it's it's on the, it's really funny. Yeah. It does. It's, that sounds worse than it is. Uh, yeah.
0: There is a L- LPL, like how they could swim home was the, the thing. And I really wanted to, to see that, but I can't find the thread now. So, if somebody wants to find that. I want to, I want to dictate the, the video just for the podcast listeners who can't. Can't hear but while uh, twitch chat is hopefully finding that for me or somebody is uh, I want to talk about game field Mountain Dew game field are sponsors uh, For every episode of hotline league this year. Uh, Thank you so much to them I was actually running so low and then we were able to get a new new setup just in time. So thank you I will have this uh, game feel ready for me as quarterfinals roll Around and everything else rolls around. It's gonna be awesome. The other thing is they recently sent me it's in my living room right now I'm reorganizing the office. I was talking a little bit before the show started um, But they sent me a custom game fuel fridge with my logo and name and all this cool stuff on it And so that'll be in the background soon. I can't wait to show that off uh, But that affects me more than ever all of you So let's talk about something that does affect you which is going to gamefuelcom Travis uh, you can check out uh, all the different flavors of beverage that they have now unfortunately if you you didn't hear my cries for you to try out sherbet Courageous sherbet that flavor is now it's gone. It's sold out. It was so good But the cool thing is you can still try the other stuff with their new victory pass They've updated it now. It's if you're not familiar with it It is basically like a battle pass where when you order cases on their through their website You can level up your victory pass and unlock different things including uh discount codes and uh, LED accent strips is one of them you, there's you got a fanny pack those are coming back in style right now t-shirts Controller skins all headset stands all sorts of stuff. Actually. It's kind of crazy Because you've got six months to fill this thing up. So if you order enough uh, You can actually get some pretty cool stuff on here And anyway, you can you can see all that over at gamefield.com Travis and if you use c- code Travis when you check out you can actually save on Your order of game fuel uh, and by the way, I know I've mentioned this before but it's always really cool when you guys tweet Tweet at me or you mentioned there's a game feel spam chat in the discord uh, The flavors that you're getting or when you're trying it or whatever it's just it's neat to see how many people have tried it and really enjoyed the product so uh, Thank you so much to game feel for sponsoring the show and uh, Look monster a says game feel killed cured, cured my loneliness. No joke. I Can't can't comment on whether or not that's a it's not an FDA approved uh, message but clearly it does a lot of things for some people all right uh lion nation says do you pay guests to appear on the show no ender is getting zero dollars for this uh, come on man i will <laughs> he's just finding that out now but i'm getting so much exposure it's true it's true he's getting exposed on this show that's definitely true um... <laughs> did anybody <laughs> find me this lpl thread oh man i was really hoping somebody would find it. oh maybe Oh, I see some people stuff getting deleted in the chat. Maybe they linked it and it died. I don't know. If we ever find it, that would be swell. But uh, it's okay if we didn't. I just... Oh man, it was so good. Okay, Tom Shu is here. Oh boy! Just so everybody knows, there are timestamps in the description of every YouTube video. So if you're watching, oh my god, you can do them
6: like that. Yeah, uh, where's the love? It's been a while. I I love
0: Tom Shu, but you are a controversial figure on the show, and a lot of people. The Um,
6: glorious return of the one and only come on yes
0: it's uh what your your boy is now the the domestic play in lcs is over so you can show your face again after all the yasui stuff and uh bro
6: i okay okay we'll we'll talk about
0: where are you where are you calling from tom uh
6: calling from uh,
0: washington dc what do you want to talk about on the show
6: yeah, so I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, TL's performance at Worlds and how I definitely feel like Tactical is probably going to be gone after this after this Worlds performance, regardless of, you know, how we felt TL does overall. Because I think that at this point, we are starting to hit an impasse with Team Liquid where it is very difficult for them to... Find meaningful upgrade in most positions. As of now, if I'm correct, they are still rubbing up against the import limit with both Alfari and Core being imported, and I believe Core is still working on his green card. So I think, given his, given tactical uh, issues. In the and let me make it clear that I love Tactical and he's a fantastic player. I wish he didn't have to leave Team Liquid because I was really ruined from the whole way. But you know, there was there was a lot of a lot of questionable plays, a lot of getting caught with flashes out, a lot of a, a lot of stuff that I saw that I didn't. I don't think Steve would be very happy with because in my opinion, he is a very a very performance based owner, and that Team Liquid is has very high expectations set of their players and if you don't perform when it matters then that you will likely be be replaced I think he should stay but I don't think that Steve will necessarily feel the same way I, I, pulled this for you.
0: I completely agree with everything you just said and Mark knows he very clearly this is why he, he pulled you because yes, I said this exact same thing to Mark earlier today when we were watching Worlds, yeah, um, I, I, I just like, wanted
1: to happen, but it's it just... was it was before he even did the face check with his W. I for, I forget which game it was. They it, they had lost one of their games before the, even the knockout or the the tiebreaker. And Travis was like, "Tactical's gone next year. They're gonna they're gonna replace them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's "What?" It's
0: yeah, I would be really surprised if Tactical is still on Team Liquid, and this is not. I, have to, I feel like I have to caveat all this stuff because otherwise it ends up on subreddits and people think I'm, like, reporting something. I've not heard anything. There's no, like, grapevine stuff about, like, oh, X-Team is looking to pick up Tactical or, like, Steve's got Tactical on the market or something. But I wouldn't be surprised if I hear that soon. Tom, she completely right. Steve oh, is, my God. Steve is always uh, in the mindset of what can I do to... Chain tweak or change or what's going on or whatever. Uh, I think tactical has done really phenomenal for the Time that he's been on the team and and sort of the, the context he was brought in Which was like last minute with double lift on or whatever, but I I just would be surprised if Like I, I don't think his international appearances have been that great yet And I think on high-pressure situations tactical oftentimes seems to have issues I think he's a very young player and i think he will get better this is not me trying to flame him but it is in the context of team liquid and how steve runs that team and what he does like you know tactical got a second year to try i don't think that steve is probably going to look at him in the second year and say good i think the question is who does he get in an exchange I'm gonna do something. I so I was planning on doing a video sometime this week which are like which was like four or five big predictions or guesses for the offseason. Um and this was gonna be one of them, but I again I don't have rumor mill stuff yet, but I would not be surprised if Alfari also leaves Team Liquid given how bumpy that relationship has seemed this year. And I, I think maybe, you know, I know that people don't dr- uh. n- normally import in the uh, bot lane, but, like, that also leaves extra flexibility if, for instance, you know, Steve feels like he he can bring like, somebody else into the top lane that is a North American or a North American resident or something like that. And, again, like, I know Peter Peter Dunn is in the chat right now and is, like, decrying us advocating for import players or assuming that there has to be X- max import players. I don't know if you guys saw what, how uh, the team owner stuff from the spring, but I think it's not us that assume that you have to have max imports on a team. I think it is the team owners who think you have to max, have max imports on a team, uh, and, uh, and yeah, I just, uh, and so some, you know, and want more even so.
1: All right. So we were oh picking Steve, Travis, you said, I talked a lot. What, what do you think? And do show. you think, uh, do you think tactical underperformed? Do you think he's going to get evaluated? i mean
2: i think that oh no my ev fell that's sad um (laughs) much like tactical did (laughs) um honestly like i i i think tactical is solid um i think he had a a pretty rough day um but uh yeah i think overall the assessment like t will make changes is like just correct like i it's like pretty similar to g2 in the sense where like if they're not winning they're just going to make changes um and i think that when you are looking at the roster ad carry is probably the obvious place to to check out i actually think the the take that alfari might be on a different team is is based uh travis yeah
1: i don't i don't know anything about that i just think that that's based uh So the thing for me is the Alfaro angle makes it more interesting, but it does. It is a much riskier move, and for but I also don't know what domesticated carries you're gonna get unless you're like welcome double if back because I don't, uh, Danny and, and FBI
2: they can chuck FBI and if they can FBI's steal got them. two no, here's years left thing. on his contract. Lodge yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the, the, the chat thing. Earlier today, Ender, dropping
0: rumors. Ender, you I are can... doing the thing. You are doing the thing that uh, I know you're just joking, but like fans of their teams in the off season they still like the the scene is not mature enough or maybe there's just enough rotating chairs and musical chairs on the space that they don't understand that like Steve can't just be like I am just going to show up at Danny's house with a giant sack of cash and just bring him over sure. like it's not a thing of if he wants them I think EG I mean one of my other big predictions for the off season is going to be that EG's going to like try to build a super team essentially or or go really big next year and um and i i just don't see them letting go of danny uh and that so it is a very good question about who they get um i i'm very yeah.
6: Curious. Uh, i oh, you mind if i keep going yeah go, go for, for it. it like i can already like imagine how the situation is going to play out and a lot of it depends on you know whether core kind of gets his green card like i'm already imagining after that bush play like Fucking Steve immediately drove up to the White House and like marched through President Biden's door and said, like, listen up, bro, you better give me my give him my green card, like right fucking now. I swear to God. But um yeah, if if he doesn't get that, then it certainly makes their uh, their options a little a little bit more limited. I, I know there are some good eighty carries in in Academy if they want to uh go that route. Um If Althari is also gone, they could look at someone like Luger, or I believe Karzi hasn't resigned yet. Like, there are options out there. It it just really depends on not only if Santorin stays, that's, you know, Santorin and Jensen who also stay, which are, I think, I believe they count as resident players. Yeah, uh, I think the,
0: I would be surprised if either of those players leave. Um, Yeah,
6: I, I can't see any better situation for them to be in than TL
0: yeah well yeah i yep. mean i think one big question is if steve also feels like he needs to get another jungler just because of santorin's health issues not to say that he would drop santorin because of the health issues but like uh you might i don't know he should at the very least make sure he has like a very strong academy backup and maybe they believe in greg enough that like that'll be fine but or, or but i i don't know i i think that's interesting I God, I am so hoping we don't have, like, I, what I don't want is another year like last year where, like, the majority of the players, like, rotate out of the league and then everybody fucking swaps all over the place. Uh, I think there will be some big moves this off season, but, like, I would hate it if, like, Bjerg, some people are like, TL Bjergsen, if Bjergsen ends up on there and then, like, Jensen's on EG and then Yasui is on uh, TSM. Like, I just, uh, there's oh, all sorts go. of
6: that's instant world's one right
0: there. Um, I don't know. I I'm a little I'm a little nervous that we could see something like that because owners are obsessed with just moving pieces around. But I don't know. I I think the only thing that tactical might have going for him in the safety, you know, if he ends up on TL, is that maybe they just don't feel like they can find like another option. So we will see. Um. Anyway, good job, Tom Shu. You did it. I'm really proud of you. Don't worry. I'm proud of me too. Is there anything you I know you are. Is there anything you want to shout out here at the end?
6: Yeah. Uh not too much. I am just really excited to see how the off season plays out. I think this is probably has the potential to be one of any strongest off seasons in years. Strongest? Uh just given the amount just given the amount of talent that wait, say what? What'd you say?
0: You said strongest off season?
6: Yeah, strongest off seasons in years. Just given the amount of talent that absolutely wants to come and play for NA, and all the great talent that is in amateur and all in the minor regions, like I think our academy—I mean, I think our basically all of our LCS and academy regions are going to be absolutely disgusting this year. Like, I mean, still like Yisu is going to come back. He's going to fucking Smurf and win it all. But the ride for the will call. still be amazing to
1: have
0: we'll catch you I mean, on a future episode.
1: Yeah, I'll be back. We should institute a if the the word Yasui comes out of his mouth, it's like a it's like a safe word, like a stop word. Well I started say, I it, started it, it anyway, kicked. my bad. Um You started the first time, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. We've got one more caller to go. Ender, how are you holding up? You tired yet? I'm tired, but we're powering through. Okay.
2: I just got a lot of secondhand hopium over there, so that's yeah, going to yeah. carry me through the next call.
0: Very good. Uh, thank you, Land7J2, Bruce Maximus, and uh, Damon for gifting a sub. Scott is here. Scott, where are you calling from?
8: Uh, Dallas-Fort Worth.
0: Dallas-Fort Worth. What do you want to talk about on the show?
8: Uh, well, first, I just want to say, holy shit, it's such a good time to be a fan of League of Legends right now. I think the last three or four days has to be some of the best days to be a League of Legends fan for a very long time. So much hopium, copium, huffing, so many tiebreakers. It was just such a good time to be a fan. And I loved waking up at 6 a.m. every day.
0: <laughs> well, I um, mean, yeah, it's a, it's definitely been an entertaining world for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I just wanted to ahead.
8: talk about how I think LPL's decline in this group stage was caused from a huge overconfidence Um, kind of boosted from the community and a lot of these co-streamers, uh, and these tier lists and stuff, just putting three out of four of the LPL teams in the top. And I think NA's, uh, kind of surge where we did fall a little bit short, but I think the surge happened because of this underdog mentality that's been brewing for the last two years.
0: Sorry. Are you suggesting LPL's decline was because they were overhyped? Like,
8: yeah, I mean, we saw co-streamers placing them high
0: on tier lists made them underperform at this event. I'm just. I'm trying to understand the over, where the linkage. Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. I think the overconfidence. They came in thinking they were the best, and they didn't put in the work. Let other teams did. Because they just came in expecting to already be the best.
1: Travis, you to, you told me a rumor that the LPL teams only scrimmed uh, each other. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I want to be very careful on this. This was like a stupid rumor I saw on Reddit. It's like the same rumor that everybody's repeating. I don't. Sorry. If if somebody did actually say this, like if it came from somewhere, like. I don't know like if LS or somebody said this on his stream then like I I apologize but I my understanding was this was just something that like somehow ended up on Reddit and everybody was talking about it. is it like probably something that was like a community theory that became a rumor. Um so I don't know if that's the case. It certainly feels like it could be the case. Like it seems like a very reasonable thing but ender you're frowning.
2: I'm frowning cuz first of all and I know this probably like this is not your argument but like no LPL player was looking at, like, LS's power rankings. Oh Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. you tournament. fucking slander LS like, like that? Okay.
1: No. Like, yeah, yeah, was okay, okay, yes. His, <laughs> and Dom's and and R's and the LPL, they all put Doinby number one as the best player at Worlds. They did their own Worlds top 20 list, and Doynby thought that he was the best mid laner in the world, and he tried to ego on kids, and he lost. Yeah. Yeah, call yeah.
0: It, I this is where I'm a little cu- worried or concerned about your take, is if you do think that the LPL teams got confident because of, like, Western media and content creators, like I, I just don't think that they're paying as attention to that stuff as as perhaps you think they are.
8: I think Dune B posted a video that, like, he was bragging that they were coming to uh, Iceland on a private plane and stuff. I think there's no way they're not looking at the tier list personally, but I guess I can't confirm that. Didn't well, put Riot-
2: you get them that plane?
0: Yeah, right. Got them like, the plane supposedly.
2: I don't think that's them like coming in with like Versace drip going. We're the best, and we're rich, and yeah, we're yeah. gonna kill you with our wallets. I don't. Like, yeah,
0: I don't think FPX is like. Oh my god! Did you see LS's tier list? Fucking get the private plane, boys. We're winning <laughs> <the> worlds. <laughs> so we can afford this shit. Throw it on yeah, the credit yeah. card. Okay, okay. Yo, Don, actually, don't I be daunting, Throw it on the mastercard. Let
1: me buy you a new Rolex because you're supposedly the best mid laner. Oh
5: my god.
2: Okay, okay. So I, I want to go a different direction because uh, I yeah. think I want go a different direction with things this time, which is basically like the lpl didn't collapse like i just think this is completely incorrect i think everyone like ridiculously overreacted i think fun plus phoenix collapsed and that's fair to say but again i would say that is also a single day um where where that happened uh and that i would not read a ton into that um Like, I guess you could say EDG finished before T1, but we had this conversation, like, all throughout today that, like, LPL teams, historically, like, will just get second place in their groups, right? I think IG versus Fnatic is a great example that that Mark brought up earlier. Like, LCK teams, no surprise here that a bunch of them are are coming out as the first seeds in this one. So I think, like, and, and, like, LNG, most... Analysts would have not predicted them to make that that out of Group D. I think they were like for sure the worst LPL team that is coming into this tournament. So I think, yeah, I'm just I, I I'm I personally from like the last couple of days it's you're not the first person i've heard say like lpl collapse or something like this but i think it is completely unrealistic to say that like the region is so much worse this year or anything like it's like no they were for sure sending in three really strong teams into this tournament edg and rng
0: are still very strong and fpx just collapsed okay but ender can you understand why people think this because so going here, into groups will... yeah because we play best of ones in six of them
2: and
6: that's
1: so, it I will say, like, I understand what people are coming from, though I actually do agree with Ender. My putting on the Devil's Advocate hat, it's like, okay, FPX went 0-4 on the second half. Then EDG went 1-2, RNG went 1-2, LNG went 1-2. None of them had a winning record in, in their last day of games, which maybe was them getting overconfident. Now, would I chalk that up to tier lists and media probably not i mean i think it might just be that one team collapsed but they still had three or two teams get out if fpx didn't collapse they should, should probably get out and lng like you said three and three in in that group going up against an eu number one seed NA number two seed and a Korea uh, number three seed like they had a pretty respectable showing uh so I, I am with ender in that like i think the the collapse was overhyped but they're is a very strong narrative through line that in the second
0: not and just on their that, final day
1: of games, none of them had a winning record, and and one of them went zero four.
0: Not just that, but like I Ender, hear you on the fact that like we might get to knockouts, and then you know maybe LPL will will go crazy or something like that. I mean, I, I guess we they. I mean, they are, play each other. Just, so yeah, they we play can each other, but I'm just team, saying team, like yeah. maybe we'll see something where. Suddenly, LPL wins at the end, and we all thought like it was gonna be Damwon or something. I don't know, or they they just crushed it. I, difficult because of the knockout thing, like what Mark was saying earlier on how to evaluate LPL. But I think a lot of people think they are they collapsed because going into this event, everyone was hard on the LPL hype train and like pretty down on LCK. Like Chronicler was in chat earlier pointing out how like all year long people have just been saying like Damwon was a one team region and uh or like there's just a giant gap from Damwon to everybody else and so like i hear you on the lpl side the thing is is like most people are comparing lpl to lck yeah and lck right now looks great and yes maybe it is all these these best of ones or whatever but like the results from this group look very from this group stage do look very different than what people thought and i don't think it's just fpx i think it's also like the incredible showing that the lck put up in in groups and so i think that's part of the reason why people are like Oh wow, we really thought LPL was going to look so good, but look how good LCK is doing. They are doing what a lot of people thought LPL was going to be able to do. I think that's why like it has been ter- it's turned into like a collapse.
2: Yeah, I just think we need to go back and look at previous years, and like we see this trend. Like I I, I think it's like very co- like if you just go back and literally look at like the groups, like this has happened before. Um, and i i it just it's it seems it seems very weird to me cuz people were overreacting after the first round in. right like people were saying this even before fpx collapsed um like when i think like dom1 beat fpx or something like that like they were already starting to say i mean fpx was already like, looking
0: rough well and i
1: i tweeted it was it's probably my most like tweet ever i had like updated the world's tier list and i literally just put all the eastern teams at the top and all the na and eu teams at the bottom I put yeah. PSG in the middle and everyone you know was like yeah it's so true we all suck now and then it's like well you know we we you can tell that we're actually competitive at least you know we're not dog shit um no, I'm point? not
2: rewriting the pregroup. Ta- Sorry, I got mad at someone in chat. I'm, I'm, I'm not rewriting any of the pregroup's takes. I still think, okay.
0: Shout out to I Mini said Mike LPL Wazowski was really for good tilting in. Ender. Sorry, go Well ahead, done. Ender.
2: Well done. I think LPL was really strong coming into the tournament. I still think they're exceptionally strong. Just because one team underperformed doesn't invalidate any analysis.
1: Anyways. I love it. Ah oh, god, I love seeing you get, get I thought people
0: up. Ender, did you not think that I think a lot of people thought EDG would would be the better team in that group.
1: Yeah, and they're
2: down one game, dude.
1: Yeah, I, I like that's, that's, I, I and They beat them once. It was right? Like, they,
2: yeah, it's it's it to, to me that's like it's, it's insane that we take a single result like that and go, yeah, LPL, so much worse than we thought they were going to be. They lost a game. Oh, no.
1: Like, it's wild. Uh, so I, I'm We with you. can only just do if, what if we you... have
0: for the data for, in the roles format right now It's just groups. So
1: if, if these results happened over the course of the full group stage, as opposed to this kind of final day collapse, like I was saying narratively, I don't think people would say that the LPL collapsed. I think they would just say Fun plus collapsed like if EDG wasn't 3-0 and then went 1 and 2 but instead was like 2 and 1 and then went 2 and 1 again I don't think people would say that they collapsed it's just because of the fact that a number of their teams were 3-0 or, or whatever and, and FunPlus just died but like otherwise FunPlus is the only team that collapsed re- really um Ender. To, to, Ender's, to Ender's point, the other things are just like potentially statistical aberrations. The only, once again, to, to harp on the knockout stage, the problem is EDG and RNG are going to play each other. It'd be much easier to tell if
0: no, well, they'll be overhyped. If they Ender, play... will they collapse if Cloud9 beats them?
2: If, if Cloud9 beats them, then LPL might not exist next year. <laughs> okay. Like, okay, but out. okay.
0: That's the fun one. What happens if Gen G beats them in the semifinals, right?
2: I mean, if yeah, I I would be amazed to see Gen G beat those teams again. Like coming into the tournament, like I I think uh, like I I sort of said it. It was like any if if I was to predict a team to win Worlds, it is either Dom1 or the three of the four uh, LPL teams. Like because because honestly, between RNG, EDG, and FPX, it was like very tight between all three, and RNG looked really strong in the Gauntlet. Um, so like. I, I felt like the top teams in LPL were very close to each other. Dom1 was very clearly the best from the LCK. So, like, those were my four teams coming in. So, yeah, I think Gen.G beating either RNG or EDG would be, like, very shocking.
1: Right. So, like, if one of those teams loses before finals, because RNG EDG, one is going to lose to each other, and then they should make finals. And then if they lose to Dom1, can you really say the LPL, like, super underperformed other than FPX? I don't even think you could really make that case. The only so the
0: only way is if they don't. They had to make it to finals to not underperform.
1: As a region, yeah, I'd say so for me. Yeah. Okay. Because otherwise, you still made finals.
0: The stakes are set. Uh, All right. Caller. Scott, I'm sorry. I know we memed on you a ton.
4: Yeah. Take was a little
0: wild, but I appreciate (laughs) it anyway. Uh, and it did spawn a great moment where Ender screamed at Twitch chat. So uh, I, say, I appreciate you call, you you having the take. Um, I any, feel like
1: a large part of this show is just trying to break our mental.
0: Yeah, well, especially our guests. It's the best whenever because Mark and I are we've done almost 200 episodes of this show. So we're so, resilient know, now. <laughs> Tom Shue calls it Twitch chat says something that your know, Twitch chat freaks oh, out of the caller, but then says something even more stupid. We're just here, you know, for the ride, whereas the callers, you know, the guests come on and they are not exposed to this and you just see them fall apart. Um, There was one part of it is that
8: I think NA did so good because of this underdog mentality that's been brewing for two years and they 100 percent are seeing the Coast streams views. I was curious what you guys think about that.
2: Well, I do know that Fudge watches LS's co-stream, so I just can straight up go ahead and confirm that one. I like so honestly. So my take on like player mentality stuff is, I actually really hate commenting on it because it is pure speculation. Like, there's I I know for a fact there's no way Perks is going. I'll I'll comment on Perks because I know him. Like, there's no way he's going into his games going like, guys. We're the underdogs. We got nothing to lose. We're gonna. We're 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 so much worse than everyone else. No one thinks you're gonna be good. Let's beat them. Like that. That doesn't happen. But like overall, I think commenting on like player uh, thought processes and like mentality going into things is something I never like to speculate on unless they're coming outright and saying it. Because it's like I I don't think any LPL team was taking it easy coming into the tournament because it was going to be so easy for them, right? um like i i think every team is is trying exceptionally hard i i have a question on either end of the
1: well so one thing i'll say too is like every player definitely has an ego that will be affected by public perception of them that's absolutely true you know you, you any any pro player who's retired will tell you like oh i used to google my name or like search it or like i'd see myself getting hyped up or whatever and like on some level, I'm sure a lot of LPL teams were very confident heading into the tournament. But that's also probably based on their own perception of themselves, regardless of what the commentators were saying. So, were they overconfident? Maybe, but... That's the thing. I, it's maybe, right? We we don't yeah. know
2: for sure with any mm-hmm. of them. Which is why I really dislike these kinds of, like, conversations. Because... Like, I would just much rather talk about how they actually played and things that I can, I know and can prove and can see than, oh, yeah, they, I think they were overconfident because they were looking good going into the second round robin, but then they didn't because of their, their confidence.
1: Also, They're- some players like Doinby are just like hilarious, over the top jokesters. And I don't want to say like, I don't know the word for it. you know he he's intentionally over the top and not being humble and like tweeting at people and he's shit he's playing know, like, up. yeah that's just his personality so like to say he's overconfident because we saw him say that they were gonna not drop a game the rest of group stage like that's just how that dude talks you know
0: I I had this thought earlier too I don't think we've ever talked about this but I saw somebody I'm thinking my twitter replies Who was just saying, like, oh, man, you could just tell from the player cams and uh, from TL and Mad, like, the mental for Mad is just way better than, like, TL. And, like, the player cam analysis is, like, I think it's fun sometimes, like, whenever a player fucks up and you just see them, like, visually react in a a way on the player cam way. But I just, I hate, like, the player cam uh, therapists or psychologists or whatever that are just, like... Uh yeah I oh look at the five players throughout their game versus the five players on the other side like that doesn't necessarily mean their mental is different it might just be that they're in a different they've got a different uh I don't know atmosphere or something you know uh they're they the game is different for them or I don't know one of them has to go to the bathroom really bad uh which was the case with uh Larson apparently in their in their one of their games I did that interview with him and he was talking about how he couldn't pause so I I don't know the the yeah, I agree with the overconfidence or player mentality stuff. It's just hard sometimes.
2: Unless you, like, know the teams. like Because, like, I, like Peter Dunn is saying, like, Mad of Insane Mental. And I'm like, yeah, I know Mad Lines. Like, that's true. Yeah, Peter um, Dunn in the chat, by the way. For yeah, yeah. But it's just, me. like, it's just, um, yeah. Unless you're, like, closely integrated with them. Like, how can you comment on it? And, like, I actually get furious when I see people online. Like at, like, putting these, like, stories in and talking about it. I actually, I, it really bothers me, too, when, like, casters and stuff will, like, start commenting on it, like, w- when it's, like, oh, it looks like the nerves are really getting to him and stuff. Like that. I'm, like,
0: I don't like that. Talk about the game. Fucking Kobe today. Curse, I love Kobe, obviously. I live with him. Uh, but today, I drew, it was so tilting. Mark might remember this. Kobe in one of their game, the TL games, I think it was the TL Tiebreaker, He's like, and I know he didn't cause it to happen, but it was such a tilt. He's like, you know, it's all on the line for these players right now. Like every misstep, every mistake, all it could take is just one error. And then like tactical ints, like as Kobe is saying this. And then right afterwards, Vedius just goes like, oh, you were just saying it, Kobe. Like it could totally happen. Like uh, these players could just make these mistakes and we see it from tactical. And I'm just like fucking kill me like why sam why did you say that why like it just uh i was it was so painful
1: i am a little more forgiving of people speculating about the human element i mean you you never know for sure and i think speculating is is like sometimes okay depending if you do it well but i think to say like the lpl teams were overconfident yada 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 that gets into like the skip bayless territory where i don't want to go but if if i'm like Watching a player not play well at worlds. I think it's fine to be like, wow, this is way below his level I wonder if nerves are affecting him or yeah, posing something the
2: question is cool.
0: I
1: think. Yeah, yeah
0: As you can tell uh, This player must have just had some Taco Bell beforehand. That's one of the concerns of playing in North America You can
1: tell by his inability to sit still that his butthole is just burning okay. from the tacos Hey that he Scott, last thank you day. so
0: much for the call it's that time of night. Mark needs to get to sleep. Scott, anything you want to shout out before we close out the show?
8: Uh, yeah, I just actually want to shout out uh, uh, Travis and Mark of Hotline League. just want to thank you. I've been watching since uh, Worlds last year uh, just about every single week. Thank you for getting me through my long car drives for work. Uh, also, shout out, of course, to Game Fuel and Alienware. Use offer code Travis. Just buy it. You know you want to. If you're in the Twitch chat right now,
0: just go buy it. You know you want to. <laughs> Thank you so much. I uh, love, love Ender just in pure shock from this. But th- <laughs> no, thank you, Scott. I, I do appreciate that. And it's always really cool. And of course, remember. Ender.
8: Ender's the best. Uh, yeah, Ender's great.
0: He's whatever. He he admitted on the start of the show that he only came on this one after I'd asked him on a bunch because he didn't you, want to before. So, Would you nothing. rather
1: be forgotten or be an afterthought? I think I'd rather be forgotten than get a pity shout out.
0: Scott, thanks for the call. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs> thanks. Welcome to the show, Ender. Okay, uh, that's the show. <clears throat> Stick around on stream. I'm gonna be playing some Genshin and stuff. Mark, what do you want to shout out?
1: Nothing. It's nine eleven. It's past my bedtime. I want to go to bed.
0: Ender, what do you want to shout out or plug? Uh, League sucks. Play Valorant. Oh, I came on this here this show just to. <laughs> That's the
3: plug. It <laughs> just
0: baited all the way on here. Yeah, uh, you know, comparing games, the comparing the Valorant tournament this week to the Valorant ter- or to the League tournament this week, I can definitely <laughs> tell you, League sucks. Pay attention to Valorant. Uh,
1: on the other game train, I'm playing Genshin a lot. We'll see if I have the energy to stream it one of these nights. If I'm still waking up for for Worlds, because we it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Or did they compress it and it's two days of Two best of fives. What is, what is the schedule? I think it's
0: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday.
1: It's Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. yeah. So I'll probably try and keep my sleep schedule jacked up, which might mean I might stream in the middle of the night Genshin. The or game start one more. hour
0: later, though, now. they start at yeah. five instead of four.
1: Yeah. For well, either way, I'd still be getting up at five, which is, yeah, to yeah. me, a jacked up sleep schedule.
0: Yes. I think to most people, it's a jacked up sleep schedule. That sleep schedule's jacked. All right. Uh, for me... Uh, Thanks so much for this. I've got interviews with uh, Mad Lions and TL coming out, uh, two of the few teams that actually do media content apparently. And (laughs) and then after that, guess what? My world's coverage is now all press conferences because uh, Riot doesn't like to do interviews after uh, groups anymore. So stay tuned for the press conferences. You'll love the questions you're going to hear from everybody you always do uh and then but i will be do you think you would have rather
1: have won that series than lost it
0: or the the ones that are great are like the losing team and they ask like a specific player like hey uh i'm kind of curious like on zoe that game you died four times in a row uh can you explain that anyway stay tuned for press conferences they're gonna be bangers like always uh, but I will be start, starting my off-season coverage soon, too, so that'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, my for all intents and purposes, my world coverage is over. But we'll still be talking about it on Hotline League Rift Reaction and run it, so you'll have that at least. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Hotline League Episode 193.